So are we live or no? Live. Do we have your permission to go live? We finally do. Gentlemen, how are you? How are you doing, buddy? We, we are here. Yes. Zenner's back. Zenner is back, and we are with, this is what, podcast episode number 47. 47. Uh, I, I think it's fair to say a lot's happened in the last uh, week since the last one we did. We haven't you been know, on in, a, in one week? It, it's It's been about a week, and, okay. and you know... Uh, uh, I I hope Biden made it up the stairs by now. He's I still, hope he. He's, I think he just sat. Can there you put an escalator on Air Force One? Here's a crazy thing. He's Honestly, still there. the first time you saw that, what was your reaction? First time you saw that, did you believe it? The first time you saw we that, we saw it together. I thought it was. Fa- I thought it was a joke. You thought it was fake. I was. I, <laughs> I, was, like, <laughs> I was cracking up. Yeah. And then I was like, holy shit. The, the, to be honest, I think the one Kai showed me was a little doctored already. Yeah. Not the one that Trump was, uh, you know, the golf sending balls. line drives. At, you know, that was fake. I hope you didn't think that <laughs> oh, was Oh, I thought Trump was actually the person that did it. God. Conspiracy okay. theorist. I, that was some pretty was weak rough. editing, too. Wasn't that kind of a lame little The gift? golf thing? Yeah. yeah. And the ball kind of came <laughs> in. But what do you think about when he said You think... It, it, you know, everybody around the world was sharing it. Snoop was sharing it. Yeah. You know, people in the NBA were sharing it. It was just hilarious. But what are your thoughts? My thoughts are a gentleman that old and he didn't break a hip? I mean, come on. The slightest, <laughs> okay, so little, you're giving him credit. The slightest little bump and you're, and you're going down for the count. You know, everybody stumbles on Air Force One. I will give him that. A lot of presidents have had some issues on it. So it doesn't surprise me. It's the first of many. I think he might have to start driving. I don't think he can fly in that thing because of the danger because of the steps, unless you could put an elevator for him. To I mean, go up. I mean, seriously, those are not easy steps to navigate, and he's not getting younger. So it they they need to be careful. Do he needs an escort. Do you think we're going to really see does. more footage of that happening, though? Do you think yes. we're going to see yes. of footage of, of Do you think that's going to happen yes, again, or do you, you think that's the last time to him, for uh, him? You no, think he's going to trip again? Yes, I do, because it's happened to every president almost at some point. You but know, he, little momentum. I think and, he's going for the record, though. I think he oh, wants yeah. to be the all-time. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's had such a good run over the last uh, 60, <laughs> 90 days. He said, listen, I'm promising – a hundred million shots in uh, in Americans' arms in the, in the first hundred days. You know the good. He thing- did it in '58. He took down somehow Donald Trump. He passed a big stimulus bill. He's on fire. The only thing that can break this man down. It's stairs. It's stairs. I, I think That's he's going to have yeah. a press conference and tell us what he's going to do, right? Yeah, right. But his biggest fear. You, you got to appreciate the number one moment in that whole thing. It wasn't so, the stairs was ridiculous. Yeah. Like the rather yeah. you're left, right, up, down, like that was absurd, hilarious. But he got up, you know, dusted himself off, and still did the salute. Yeah, <laughs> that was the com- yeah. was that a comedy act? I mean, How'd it, you process all that? When I saw that first, I didn't believe it. I'm like, oh, they're playing another, you know, <laughs> some editor out there is getting creative. And I'm like, yeah. no, he did fall three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next thing you know, everybody's sending me messages. Did you see it? Did you see it? I'm like, yeah, I saw it already. Yeah. I thought it was uh, pretty funny. It's always funny when a successful, whoever, powerful person has a yeah. moment like that. I think it's, it's uh, the world likes it. What, you like what's it the number not. one embarrassing moment that comes to mind that you can think of? Number one. Of anybody? Yeah, just like a president. A president, a big, big-time public figure. I'm assuming you're going to give us a Trump no, story. I'm not so. a Trump story. No, no, no. What, what's yours? I don't, I'm asking you. Do you I, have I a, don't I have a, a file okay. of it. I, yeah. I, I have the most hilarious one. Let's hear it. This was um, George, the original George H.W. Bush, yeah. when he was meeting with the Japanese uh, That's right, he threw up. constituents. Yeah. And in the middle of like lunch, he's just like, oh. No, he did. Yeah. Pukes on it. Can that I pull a, it up? That was in George Tokyo. W. Bush. You can't show it. But yeah, you can't it show it? No, you can't show it. If it's on okay. the news, you can't what show it. What about just a picture? Okay. Point is, the guy barfed on. <laughs> That's crazy. It'd be like me throwing up it. on Tom Zenner yeah. right now, which I've attempted to do multiple times somehow, <laughs> but I've, 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 I've held what it. A, what a, well, let's, how about we do some good news instead of yeah. what you just did right now? We're going to throw up. I don't know where that came from, but. That was the most embarrassing moment. We went from Biden trip into President Bush. 
throwing up. And on you remember that. a Japanese delegate. On <laughs> tripping, barfing. And now that you're talking about it, I think the funnier one was when the guy threw a shoe at President Bush, the son. <laughs> that was good. I thought that was awesome. And he, fun. he was pretty cool he how was he just pretty, You could tell thing, he used know? to box back in the days. Yeah. Okay, all right, so good news. Weaving. Here's some good news. Yeah. Krispy Kremes just announced, mm-hmm. okay? If you, Adam, specifically you, if yeah. you show your vaccination card, oh, yeah. Krispy Kremes is willing to give free donuts for the rest of the year. Anybody that goes Sick. to Krispy Kremes and shows their vaccination card, you're going to be given free donuts for the rest of the year. Okay. What do you think about that? I think there's definitely someone that's like, I was on the fence about this whole vaccine, but you're going to throw in some Krispy Kreme? I'm in. Like, there's, who's that person? Do you person? think that converts anybody? Do you think all cops in America are like, I'm getting my vaccination card? (laughs) I want to know who the first person, like, there's someone on the fence. But they're going to hear that hey. news, and they're going to be like, I've got to get Let me tell you something. There, there, there is no doubt this is going to convert some people. A free donut? <laughs> Hell yeah. Take a look. You're at, being sarcastic? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm being 100. Right. I, need, I need a serious alert for me because you can't okay. tell sometimes. Yeah. But I need a button. I am being serious. Because What's your point? Have tell you point. seen America? It is unbelievable how out of shape this country is. You get yeah. reminded of it every now and then. Go to Costco. Walk around. You'll see how out of shape this country is. So I do believe that the, the Krispy Kreme incentive will work for them. It's a brilliant move because you go in there. How can you just get one? You leave with a dozen and the final thing is i could never afford to do it because gas is so damn expensive in california so to go to if Krispy i drive Kreme. five miles i'm yeah. broke i mean yeah. i cannot believe the gas prices yeah. it's the gas what tax. is it right now yeah, it's over gas. four bucks Jesus. okay uh, right. what is it here in florida under three okay yeah but that- it used it used to be five bucks uh, uh 10 15 years ago when the whole oil thing was going on so four bucks is bad california but they just added a gas tax yes, last year so you know that's tax, yes. yeah Here's what I think. I think mm-hmm. the fake ID business used to be very good back in the days. I think the fake vaccination card business is coming back. I think you're going to see some guys saying, hey, I'll get you a fake vaccination card for 50 bucks. Go to Krispy Kreme to get uh, right. free donuts. Well, right. there's already fake um, COVID test results that are out there. In the- get out of here. Oh, yeah. Get out of here. I know a guy. I know a guy. Adam surfs the his, black his web. His name might the, be the Sam, but internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to search too far. I go uh, right over to my uh, Colombian <laughs> friend over there. He looks COVID. proud. Get out oh, of yeah. here. Sam, weigh in on Are this Are they topic. really selling fake COVID uh, yeah. uh, results? So, so people that are working and they want to take a break, they yeah. just go get a fake positive Ooh. test. And they're, they're out for That's the opposite direction you thought people were going. Okay. You thought people wanted to show a, a negative result so they can get back with their lives. These are people showing... Fake positive, so they right. can take so a few For example, weeks off. somebody's been fake positive for four weeks. Maybe it's uh, yeah. sponsored by uh, uh, Dr. John Doe yeah. at down the street. We're for looking 25. at you. Uh, that, uh, diagnosis I had in June. Uh, <laughs> I, I went to Tahiti. Hey, Pat, <laughs> I, I think that answers your question of people will go get a vaccine for a donut. If they're getting fake vaccines so they don't have to work, they'll go get the donut. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I think they should implement a rule where, like, if you run a mile, you can get, uh, you know, uh, something free. Like, we're rewarding. Fatness and sloppiness and sloth. Three donuts. Why are you upset by that? That's I... that's your side. Of, uh, what, 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 why are you offended by that? Look, uh... you know, maybe I ate a little too many carbs this weekend and I'm feeling guilty <laughs> and I'm projecting right now. I'm just trying to be healthy during the so week. So tell us about how. So this Saturday you partied oh in Miami. God, they we... shut down Miami. They curfew the whole thing. Show. What happened this week, by what the way, a shit in Miami? Show. I mean, I, we're going to get into this topic right now. Tell us. So, yeah. Tell us what happened. Okay, I'll just give it to you from my personal experience and then we can kind of go go deeper. 
I remember being at this place called the Soho House, which is sort of a local. I mean, they're they're in every sort of major city: New York, L.A., Chicago. The private club for media. It's a private yeah. club. Yeah, yeah. got to be sort Four of in media. Four or five thousand dollars your membership yeah. type of thing. Yeah, yeah, a little bit cheaper, but in certain certain places. But point is, uh, we were there hanging out. It's not like you know, it's just a weekend chill out locals. And people start passing around like uh, alert. Did you see this alert? Did you see this alert? It's probably four o'clock in the afternoon at this point. Is by the time we're getting alerts on our phones, text messages, and so you saying, start clubbing at four o'clock in the no, afternoon. No, we're just very it, impressive. We're at the, we're at the beach. Yeah, just we're at the beach. The previous oh, night. Oh, no, no, this is not. This is not a party scene. You're hanging got out it. by the pool. You're having a beach. You're having yeah. lunch. It's nothing crazy. Um, and there's alerts going on. They're saying yeah. that the entertainment district, south, like the heart of South Beach, is yeah. shutting down at eight p.m. Shutting down. So we're all like, I mean, we have dinner plans. It's the weekend. Now, People which like, mayor shut it down? Because there's so two, there's a couple the, mayors. The, the, there's a specifically the mayor of Miami Beach. His name is, his name is Dan Gelber. Okay. Um, not Mayor Suarez. He's the mayor of the city of Miami. And then there's the uh, a different mayor, uh, mayor of the entire Miami-Dade County. So this was specifically Miami Beach. And in my opinion, this was certainly a necessary move, like... Look, you're you're in California. You know that you've been on lockdown for a full on year, and everyone hates Gavin Newsom because I mean they're recalling Newsom because he's too way too far left, way too lockdown, you know, precautionary measures. You know, people have been praising Florida and our and our friend friend of the show Ron DeSantis for you know keeping Florida open and keeping jobs and and bringing business, but this is sort of the ugly side of staying open. So it's the perfect recipe when you have, you know, an open state, cheap flights, spring break, stimulus, uh, pent up demand. Everyone's coming to South Beach and in this certain pocket of, of neighborhood, it's the party scene. So in, in my opinion, what they should have done differently was not announce it at three, four o'clock on a Saturday. Oh, by the way, bedtime's in four hours, everybody. Are you freaking kidding me? They're already out there in the streets having a great time partying. Say starting tomorrow, Sunday, this is what we're going to be implementing. It's too like, late already. Though. Yeah, but yeah. it's it, they 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 rolled it out horribly, and I mean people are look people have been on lockdown for a freaking year. You're telling me you're getting a fifty dollar flight to Miami Beach, and usually the hotels are four hundred bucks a night, and you're paying hundred and fifty, and you're coming down with your buddies, and you just got another fourteen hundred dollars in your stimulus because these aren't spring breakers. These aren't like. 20-year-old college kids. It could be 30-year-old grown men or just, yo, I'm trying to get out, get it in, women, men. And look, you know, masks, social distancing, that's not even a freaking thing going on right now. You know, it's hot out. So. Were you wearing a mask? Were you being socially responsible at the club? Of course. No, no, I'm actually being serious. I, no, I was, you know. Were you wearing like a nice, <laughs> look at him. I'm just, am I trying to hang out with 10,000 people like at a, at a freaking concert? No, but am I social, like, look at us right now. Am I... Wearing a mask, no, but it's not to me. Like you know, you're you know, it's a messed up situation when were you wearing a mask is like the tenth thing to bring up, right? Like were you wearing a mask? It's like bro, there's so many other things going on here. So, and then there's the ugly, ugly, ugly side of all this, where people are getting arrested. Half of I think there's a thousand arrests over the last few weeks. Half of them are out of state. People from out of state. Thousand arrests in the last few weeks in Miami. Yes. Okay. And half over fifty percent are from out of state. So these aren't locals getting loose. Crazy people like Tom coming in yeah. from California trying to live it up. Yeah. Can I have a shot at this? Go for it. Go for it. This this 
Oh, what a coincidence. It's a red state, right, where all these arrests are happening. It's just a pushback. Okay, no, no, it's no, a purple state. This okay. is like the most right. purple state. It goes from red to blue quite consistently. I, I, we'll call it I, red I'm going to look at this a little bit differently from a different perspective. Maybe somebody in the media or somebody that's a little bit more skeptical of things. This thing seems staged to me. This isn't just a, a coincidence where 3,000 people can't handle their alcohol suddenly on Saturday night, so they got to start jumping on cars and loot. Uh, no, this is planned. I mean, I think the chaos really? is when you see chaos huh. like this in this country now, there is some level of organization to it. I'm not saying Please 100%. Please explain what you mean organization. It's not a coincidence. They, they keep branding it as spring breakers going wild. Like you said, these are not spring breakers. They can't afford to go to South Beach. There's no college student on in the country that says, hey, man, I'm going to spring break on South Beach. They just don't do it. They go to Fort Lauderdale. They go to Destin. They go to Fort Myers. They go where it's cheap. Right where the booze is cheap, the hotels are cheap, and where there's other college kids. These are adults. This is this seems to me that it's a little bit more organized and 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 not a coincidence that people are just happy to go bonkers because the country's finally open. It's been open in Florida a long time. They were partying on New Year's Eve and New Year's here in in, in Florida. So I don't think it's I don't think it's that. I really go don't. deep, Tom. Go deep. Go that's deep. A, here. That's Who, about no, as no, deep no, as I want to no, go. No, meaning like who's organizing this? What I have do you no mean? Idea. You? I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the fact that I think it's more organized than a random thing that just happened to break out four politically nights in organized. A row. Are you saying like social activists? Well, let's let's face it here. Here, let's yeah. face it. So. So, so let's just say, give some credence to Tom's point, right? For the sake of debate mm -hmm. and conversation that yeah, we're having. Yeah, I want to have that. Okay, who would do that? Just think about why would they do that and who would do that? Who ended up getting a ton of praise during COVID at the end? DeSantis. Not at the beginning. At the beginning, who was God of the greatest? Cuomo. And, Cuomo uh, yeah. was unbelievably yeah. more responsible than anybody else and Newsom. How's Cuomo looking today? Not, Not so that good. Fraud. Cuomo and Deshaun Watson are in the same place right what now. What the hell is that story, by the yeah, way? Yeah, that's a very yeah. weird story with what's going on there. Anyways, he keeps yeah. them. Uh, actually, Cuomo's in a different place than Deshaun Watson, but similarities. They're yeah. just going after ESPN wrote an article about Deshaun Watson. ESPN typically protects players, yes. right? Because hit they job. tell them hit piece. they hit him yesterday, and it wasn't. A, I don't know if you yeah. read that or not. It's like 12 different stories. I know. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So, but when you look at Cuomo, yeah. then he gets there, and then all of a sudden, DeSantis is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And Abbott didn't get the credit at the CPAC to be someone that could run for office, whether he does or not, mm -hmm. that's on him. But the leading candidate right now is um, DeSantis. DeSantis. Mm -hmm. So you have to, if you think the same way Twitter silenced Trump and everybody silenced Trump and YouTube is saying we would consider in the future bringing Trump back and lifting the suspension. Google's thinking about lifting the suspension. Twitter said there's no way in the world. And now Trump is talking about the fact that he may start his own social media company that's been in the talks. We'll talk about that here in a minute. DeSantis is a leading candidate. You got two people that are leading candidates for 2024. One is Pence, one is DeSantis, and Trump is the wild card because no one knows what he's going to be doing. Nobody knows what he's going to be doing. So if there is some credence to that, you have to kind of give a black eye to the state of Florida. And this is one way of doing it. Now, it wasn't as big as people thought it was going to be. If that was the case, I think it was a better strategy of doing that. But to go back and say you're shutting down at 4 o'clock, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like yeah. it's, it's as if, like, you know, criminal activity is happening. Shut it down, panic. It was mm -hmm. too, too much of an abrupt reaction yeah. by the My, Miami uh, uh, Beach mayor that's different than, uh, is it Suarez? Francis Suarez is the city of Miami. He's the this city of Miami. Miami this is Dan Miami Gilbert. Beach. Yeah. Did you yeah. bail? Did you leave? Or did you stick around and see some of no, that? No, I, look, I was at... I, I he took had a, a mask boat. on. He stayed there. <laughs> I he took a boat to a different part of town, a place to Joe called Biden. Joya. Shout out to my good buddy Marco and Chris Pacello. Those guys they have a gorgeous place called Joya. It's across from 
Fisher Island, gorgeous place, very local scene or New York tourist, definitely not spring break. And people got the pro the biggest problem was they shut down all the highways. So if you're like I have oh a my they gosh. shut down the, you couldn't get to the freaking beach. So if you live in Miami Beach or you're you're staying in a hotel and you're like yeah I was just downtown Miami in Wynwood and I, I had dinner I saw family. Good luck getting back. What it are was, you talking about? It was so freaking poorly planned. And then you add on top of that like they're shutting down streets. Yeah. And then. Then all the cops are being moved to the entertainment district, basically between 5th and 16th Lincoln Road. Yeah. It's all three blocks, Ocean Drive, Collins, and Washington, if you're familiar with South Beach. And there's just partying going on like crazy. So all the cops are going over there, shootings. You know, shootings? Yeah, people shooting bullets up in the air. It was stupid. Yeah. So I, I do – here's what I'll say, the, 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 the positive. I do actually applaud your mentality thinking – what was it planned? Well, what's going on? In my opinion, this was just fluke. Idiots just no. You're telling drunk people. Absolutely not. You're no, telling no, drunk no. people. Look at the video footage at four o'clock. Not drunk people. Drunk people. Negative. No, what do you mean? They're, they're, I'm telling you, they're out there partying like you crazy. You don't think they're people on, can act drunk? drunk. That, that is not the that is not the action of drunk people. People get drunk in every city. People get drunk in Maui. They don't do that. All right. They, get, the, they, okay, they get drunk in ask, the Hamptons. I'm going to ask you one question. Yeah. When's the last time you went out and partied and drank in South Beach? It, it's just a very I'm specific question. I'm not your grandfather. Question. I have done it uh, frequently. Okay, when's the last time? But I don't know. I mean, a, a while ago. What's your Four okay. yeah. point is these people Meaning are people drinking. They're, 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 they're at freaking wet that was will. The case. But, okay, this is the first time people have been out partying in a year. Pent up demand but, we're talking so, about. But then do you have a desire to go to jail and get arrested? I haven't been it's, able to party all year? Look, the problem was, wasn't so much that they were partying and drinking. It's that they're like, oh, yeah, now you got to go back to your hotel. They're like, what are you talking about, bro? I'm here on vacation. No, no, no. Go back to your hotel. I, I think there's some people that were probably that, in that mode. No, yes. they're, they're like, well, I'm in the middle of having a great time, and you want me to go to my hotel at 730, buddy? <laughs> Not happening. And those people are like, fuck that. So Case study. You take yeah. Sam with you, a camera, I'm going, and Tom, I'm and going, take him to I'm, South I'm, Beach. I'm All of you guys get drunk with, with and see Paul what happens. Over here. Okay. Going, Mission I'm, I'm going so we got, we got enough. Film. We got enough news on Mike. Can I tell you guys yeah. a, 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 a situation with Mario and Tom last night? Tom Ellsworth. So mm -hmm. yesterday... Mario and Tom come over. It's 11 o'clock. We're sitting and we're having a conversation. Miami's playing the Pacers. Okay. You know, Sabonis gets uh, his sixth foul, just a fluke of a foul. It's overtime. They're supposed to uh, lose the game. Miami hits a couple threes. Next thing you know, it's over. I'm knocked out at this point. Like, it's like midnight. Because, you know, watching games in Florida, I got to tell you, it's not. <laughs> right. Games go till midnight. So you got to yeah. be ready. Yeah. If the Lakers are playing at 1030, that game's going till 1 o'clock in the morning. It's really not worth my time to uh -huh. watch it till 1 o'clock in the morning. Anyways, I'm hearing that Mario's telling Tom about an investment he made. Mario got shot. By the way, one thing about Mario, the, the guy can keep a straight face when he's pull a prank. He's got a serious side, a very serious side. Yes. But he's got a side that he pulls prank. You got to give him credit. So Mario says, you know, I recently invested into a company. I said, I'm like, I'm, wow, Mario, you invested into a company. I'm quietly listening to it, Mario. And Tom's like, really, what kind of money? He says, $10,000. He says, I invested into a CBD company. And Tom's like, wow, that's great. So tell me about the company. He says, it's, it's a Christian owner. <laughs> it's a Christian owner. He says, what's the company called? It's called Holy Smokes. I said, Holy Smokes. <laughs> so, so they're going serious. And I'm sitting there just trying to hold myself back because I know Mario's pulling a prank. So Tom grabs the phone, he's on, online, and we're like, is Tom looking up Holy Smokes Christian CBD? <laughs> and this goes on for a while until eventually Mario and I just couldn't hold ours. I started cracking. I almost peed my pants, but I thought it was hilarious. So Tom, 
We all want to know, did you actually Google Holy Smokes Christian CBD Company or not? How many of you, if you're watching this, BizDoc, you follow his content, Tom Ellsworth, who actually thinks Tom Googled Holy Smokes Christian Company CBD? By the way, if a Christian person ever wanted to start a CBD company, that's actually a great name, if you think about Fantastic it. Fantastic name. HolySmokes.com. You know, a weed for Christians. How is that not already taken? Yeah, right. Sorry, Mario, go probably, get the URL. Maybe Mario's yeah. actually doing this, and we don't know anything about it. He's raising money on this side, and this was his way of getting uh, attention out there. Anyways, okay, so Miami, it is what it is. We talked yeah. about a bunch of different things. We'll be down there this weekend filming. Will you actually yeah. be down there this uh, yeah, weekend? we're going to go film. When are you going? Tell everybody when you're going so some people may be out there. Is it Saturday or Sunday Saturday, night? Saturday, 2 to 4 o'clock. Saturday, 2 to 4 o'clock. Okay, that's not really Saturday night in the morning or... A.M.? P.M. Okay, P.M. in the afternoon. Because we want the light. Okay, so we got a lot of stories to go through here. We got a lot of stories to go through here. Why don't we go through the feud between Elon Musk and Bernie Sanders? Okay, so seven months ago, eight months ago, Bernie Sanders berated Elon Musk. Just a bunch of things. He's making too much money because I think uh, Elon Musk had uh, gotten, what, uh, $2.4 billion of subsidies for Tesla. And he got $5.6 million of subsidies for SpaceX. And they're going back and forth. It was a feud. And Elon really didn't say much, but Sanders pretty much trashed him, right? This last week, it got a little bit ugly where they were going back and forth on Twitter. If you want to bring this up, Bernie Sanders started off by sending this tweet. He said, we are in a moment in American history where two guys, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, own more wealth than the bottom 40% of people in this country. That level of greed and inequality is not only immoral, it's unsustainable, okay? That's his first tweet. Then you have Elon Musk that responds saying, I am accumulating resources to help make life multiplanetary and extend the light of consciousness to the stars. Sanders responds, space travel is an exciting idea, but right now we need to focus on Earth and create a progressive tax system so that children don't go hungry, people are not homeless, and all Americans have health care. The level of inequality in America is obscene and a threat to our democracy. Thoughts? Well, he's a quack. I mean, <laughs> I look at the words. He is who? Qualified. Bernie. Bernie, Bernie is Bernie. a quack. Yeah. Look, progressive tax system. Okay, three words there. So there's no homelessness. We have a progressive tax system in California. Have you seen the homelessness there? There's a progressive tax system in Seattle, in the state of Washington. Homeless is completely out of control there. You know, Bernie has a brand that he has to sell, and he's an anti-capitalist guy. So he's got two people square in his crosshairs. It's Musk and it's Bezos, and it's perfect for him. Um, he can rail on them constantly. Yeah. But here's my problem. Is it greed? I mean, it's not like they're stealing money. It's not like he's an oligarch or oligarch or whatever the word is in mm -hmm, Russia mm -hmm. where you're giving an industry, essentially, and then you just steal all the money. These guys have started a business from scratch, essentially, invested everything they had, and done very, very well for themselves. I, I'm curious to see if Bernie Sanders ever orders anything on Amazon. Do you think he doesn't just because he can't allow himself to, to not support Amazon. Do you think Jeff Bezos has gone and pulled up his profile to see what kind of things <laughs> Bernie Sanders orders on Amazon? Can you imagine? He probably Hey, does. Mary, can you pull up uh, Bernie Sanders' uh, profile on Vermont and tell us what he orders? You know, I guarantee Mittens. you he doesn't drive. Mittens. <laughs> right. yeah. He doesn't drive a, a Tesla. I know that. Do you know what car Bernie Sanders drives? Is it the a I Which one is it? The uh, Audi? No, I think he used to have one of those. Now he drives the Subaru Forester. Is that... 
Is that still a thing? I can actually see him in a Subaru. A I Subaru think I think Forester. that is more fitting for him to be aligned with his message than it is the yeah. out the Audi. Here, here's my final thought on this, and this is completely unproductive. What he's doing with this Twitter feud, it keeps his brand alive yeah. because he does have a brand. All right, this is him. Okay, we all know his background. Here's a better idea. Why don't you go spend some time with these guys and mine their brain a little bit instead of get, trying to get all their money? I mean, they solve every other damn problem in this country. Yeah. I mean, compare the government's United States Postal Service with Amazon. Who's a little bit more efficient when it comes to delivering products? Okay, maybe there's something to learn from Bezos. Or, you know, looks like we're going to solve the high-speed Internet problem for the whole world mm -hmm. thanks to Elon Musk. Treat these guys as your allies. They're brilliant. Learn from them. Tap their resources in their mind and figure out a way to help the entire country instead of just trying to make a money grab constantly. Adam. Yeah, I, you know, I actually have some pretty strong opinions on, the, on this topic. So just for a second, let's pretend that we don't know either of their names. So Bernie is B and Elon's E, we don't know. One guy's like, look, we got some major freaking issues here on Earth in America. Wealth inequality, whether you're on either side of the, of the aisle, is a real thing. You know, billionaires are getting wealthier. Uh, you, uh, talking about um, United Healthcare, uh, universal healthcare, education, a living wage on a minimum, uh, minimum, minimum wage, infrastructure, fossil fuels, clean energy. And he's just kind of, you know, that's what quote unquote person B is talking about. And then the other person's like, yeah, but Mars, bro. Mars. And he's like, what, dude, what are you talking about? Mars. Like, let, let's focus on, we got major problems. We got a pandemic going on right here. Uh, can we just focus on Earth for a second? And he's just like, listen, man, Mars. So it's funny because I do respect Elon Musk. He, I, you know, I'm not a fanboy or anything like that. But, like, the I'm guy's a beast. I'm curious to know where you're going with this. Go ahead. Okay, the guy's a beast. Yeah. The point is, it's so easy to be like, Bernie's a quack. Bernie's a socialist. He's an idiot. Was, one thing I, I mean, know about Bernie... Oh. One thing I know about Bernie, yeah, whether you agree with him politically or disagree with him politically, the guy clearly cares. Clearly cares. He he empathizes with what the hell the is plaguing our country. Whether you believe with his tax premise or whether you believe in socialism or not, the guy cares. You think he cares like the way you think he cares? I think how do, where are you going with that? Like, you meaning you think it's all an act? You know how I think he cares? Here's how I think he cares. Do you remember the movie, uh, what was that movie, Paul? Tom Cruise, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Tom Cruise is a star, and he's performing, and Catherine Zeta-Jones is that. Rock of Ages? No, you know, the, the she's like the local politician. What oh. is the name of that movie? Who, who, if you remember this he's movie, comment below. If, it's like a rock of ages. He's a rock star, yeah, Tom that, Cruise. That's the, is that the movie? Yeah. Yeah. You have never, you've never seen that. Okay, let me see what the name of it is. Anyways, in that movie, in that movie, what's the premise of the story? Do you remember that movie? I don't, or no, 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 no. Okay, no, no. I just the premise the of that story, it's it's a, uh, is it Tom Cruise? Uh, the premise of that movie, um, I mean, I, I have to figure out exactly what it is. Is it this one? Okay, anyways, the premise of that movie is the following. So Catherine Zeta-Jones mm -hmm. keeps coming and screaming, and I cannot believe you're doing this. You know, this person is bad for the community. He's, it's not Rock of Ages, something else. He's terrible for the community. You know, he's, he's turning our kids into, you know, rock stars, and our kids are now smoking weed, and she keeps doing this and showing up over and over and over and over and over again, right? 
And eventually everyone said, what the hell is wrong with this woman? What do you have against Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise in a movie. Every time he performed, this would keep come up. Every single time this, he performed, Rock of Ages, every time he would perform, this would come up. Eventually, at the end of the movie, I'm ruining it for everybody who hasn't mm-hmm. seen it. He's performing. She shows up. He leaves the stage, spots her on the other side of the rail, walks across, goes up to her, kisses her, and walks off, and she just knees buckle. And what happened? She fell in love with him years ago. Mm-hmm. He didn't end up being with her. He left her, broke her heart for her entire life. She flipped against him, and she used to be one of those groupies that was crazy about him, right? I think Bernie's Cat- Catherine Zeta-Jones. I don't. He's I think in love s- with Elon. No, Musk. I think someone in his life mm-hmm. offended him so bad that he's made it a mission to get after all these rich people. Whether it's a rich uncle, whether it's a rich dad, whether it's a rich friend, whether it's an ex's rich dad that you know he mm-hmm. just didn't like Bernie. Somebody there offended this guy because if you look at Bernie, can you go to young Bernie Sanders? I wonder what he looked like. <laughs> what, what does a young Bernie Sanders look like in his twenties? You know, uh, uh, young Bernie Sanders, click there, click, go to images, young Bernie Sanders. Okay. I mean, you can, you can tell this guy was a, uh, yeah, he, he was an interesting guy. By just looking at what this guy looks like. He, he looks like a young uh, Rudy Giuliani. Okay. <laughs> hot. You had to be here to kind of know what that means. But the moral of the stories, I think someone offended him. And he got upset, and he's doing what he's you guys doing. Say he's got, you're basically saying he's got some deep-rooted Oh, issues. buddy, it's so deep, none of us know about it. The guy got yeah. married in Soviet Union. He went to Soviet Union for his uh, honeymoon. I mean, somebody got a hold Aggressive. of this guy very, very early. Mm-hmm. It, were you going to make another point with yeah, this, where I, the well, other guys are saying space, and this guy saying yeah, we got problems? Yeah, I, I mean, in, in that's the, just sort of the overarching yeah. theme here. I mean, all we have, look, one thing, this is actually pretty interesting. So Elon Musk, as much as he's a capitalist, you know, a lot of his wealth comes from this corporate welfare, from these uh, government subsidies. subsidies. Yeah. He's got five sure. billion in subsidies. So, you know, just using Bernie's words, he says, what a hypocrite. Elon Musk has received billions in corporate welfare from U.S. taxpayers. Now he wants to stop 30 million Americans who lost jobs from receiving 600 uh, bucks a week in unemployment. While his wealth has gone up $50 billion. This was um, back in July. Most, more recently... Um, Every time Elon Musk pokes fun at government assistance for the 99%, remember, he would be worth nothing without the $5 billion in corporate welfare. Elon Musk loves corporate socialism for himself and then rugged capitalism for everyone else. So he does have a point there. Okay, Elon Musk does get billions and billions of corporate subsidies. There's a very easy argument for that. Mm -hmm. There's a very easy argument for that. So many years ago, I asked the following question. I said, Mm -hmm. okay. So say you raise taxes from 30% to 40%. Take whatever each percent is. Right now, by the way, FYI, if you're listening to this, let me tell you what what announcement was just made that I think everybody needs to know. Uh, If you are having any kind of capital gains, anything going on with major tax event, make sure it happens in 2021, not in 2022. Because 2022, get ready to force taxes to skyrocket in ways you've never seen before. My prediction, I could be wrong, I'm just telling you. 2022, 2023, and it's not going to change till 2024, 2025. Probably 2025 is when the taxes are going to go back to normal. 2022, taxes are going to the roof. Let me give you a couple hints on why this could potentially happen. So, number one, uh, there's an article that came out this morning with uh, Morning Brew, okay? 
And they talk about how the wealthiest 1% of U.S. households fail to disclose 21% of their income, according to a new study done by who? IRS researchers. Makes sense on who would do that research. The top 1% is failing to disclose 21% of their income. Okay. So what do they do? Some of these incomes are automatically reported to IRS, but other income stream can slip by the agency's auditors who sophisticated strategies, including with sophisticated strategies, including what? Which help the top 1% of it. Offshore accounts, pass-through businesses, LLC. They want to target LLCs. LLCs for years have been what? Pass-through businesses, which means what? It's a partnership popular with family firms, investment funds, real estate businesses. They're perfectly legal, but since their income isn't taxed at the corporate rate, it's easier to hide, and some uh, some politicians want to raise taxes on LLC. Catastrophic, because that's small businesses that are doing what they're doing. These are not billionaires. It's a small LLC that we're talking about, right? But watch what it ends up with. Enforcement isn't also what it used to be, okay? Audit rates have slipped over the last decade as the IRS lost 15,000 staffers. The agency commissioner, Charles Reddick, brace for impact, asked Congress for more funds, arguing for every $1 spent on enforcement, the returns are 5 to $7. Mm. So it means we're going to go auditing more people. Collecting unpaid income taxes from the 1% could bring $175 billion into the Treasury annually. That's the study. Now, when you read this, what do you say? There's two ways you can read this article. One is what? Uh, Okay, yeah, let's go find this money from these rich people. And the other one is what? If there's any job you don't want to increase, it's what? Auditors. Auditors. It's what you don't want. But we've been, I mean, I've been audited every single year. I'm at a different place. I'm constantly going through Not fun. I spent a few hundred thousand dollars. I have to do that because of what I go through. Totally get it. Where we are, I'm not uh, disputing it. I totally understand what they, there's there's a need for their job. But if they're going in this direction and the sell is what? For every dollar you spent, we make what? Five to seven dollars. Now, mm-hmm. if the other side, if the uh, Congress uh, the, the, is being sold this concept by the agency commissioner, Charles Reddick, which is controlled by who right now? The left. Buys, the, buys into this and says, yeah, that makes sense. They get a bunch of auditors. What are they preparing for? They're going to raise taxes next year. It's going to be announced this year and how it's going to be. It'll be into effect 1-1-2022. The people that are the people that backed up this administration are telling them, whatever you're going to do, don't do it this year. Let me make my sales this year so I can be okay. But then start it next year if you need to, because if they don't, then in the midterms, they're going to get destroyed because they didn't keep their commitment of raising taxes. Because that was one of the things Biden campaigned on. When Biden was going out, he was saying, what? We're going to raise taxes. We're raising taxes. We're raising taxes. And they said $400,000. Now it's family households above $400,000, which means it's really, what, $200,000. If you're making $200,000 or higher, you're most likely going to increase your taxes. Corporate taxes going up. We talked about this last week. This is the point I'm going to make, it, make to you with uh, Elon Musk and Bernie Sanders. Ten years ago, nine years ago, I did a video. Um, uh, I did something having to do with taxes, but this is the question that I asked. So you got a billion dollars, Okay. A billion dollars, you have to choose between two people getting this billion dollars, and the goal is to turn this billion dollars into $10 billion. That's the goal. You're investing a billion dollars to turn it into $10 billion and create more jobs. Who do you trust more to take that billion dollars to turn it into $10 billion versus a billion dollars that's going to be wasted and nothing happens to them? Do you trust putting it into the hands of an entrepreneur and innovator like an Elon Musk, or do you trust putting it in the hands of a government guy? Who do you trust? If those are the two options, I'm going with Elon. What other options do we have? 
giving it to the people, UBI or something oh, like that. Well, okay, then let's ask that question. Mm-hmm. If you give it to the people, so you got three options now. Mm-hmm. You give it to an innovator, you give it to the people, you give it to the government. Who duplicates that money the most and creates the most commerce? Commerce. Who creates the most commerce? Creates the most commerce. Commerce, jobs, economy. Oh, jobs or commerce? It's the same thing. The more business okay. there is, the more employees you need. I Elon mean, Musk will, will do the best with jobs. Perfect. Commerce, if you're giving people thousands of dollars, they'll go spend it and do what's best for their family. Oh, actually, that's not how it works. The more money you give to the people, mm-hmm. the more you get their level of intensity to lower to rely on what? To rely on the government. So if you give it directly to the people, the people are going to keep coming back to the government. It's like starting allowance too early with high money. You're now expected to be given higher allowances. That's just the expectation. They're going to keep coming back to you. So we know the highest return is going to be where? In an Elon Musk type of a person. Mm-hmm. Small, And I'm not saying specifically Elon Musk. Who am I talking about? Small business owners. Put the money into the guy that's creating a job and saying, government, I don't need you. I don't need you to pay me for anything. Mm-hmm. Let me go create a job. You put the money into the government, the government's going to say what? We need more IRS agents. We need more of this. Let me create a new department. Let me give this money to this. Let me do this research. And all of those researchers goes away wasted, and a billion dollars of tax money went nowhere. And then you give to the people, you're just telling them, in about six months from now, you're going to come back asking for more. In about six months from then, you're going to come back asking for more. I am turning you into a victim if I keep giving you free money. If I keep giving you free money, that's what happens. So going back to the argument between these two guys, this is a philosophical debate. I want to tell you about a conversation I had yesterday with Dan Price, but I want to first go to Tom because I think Tom's got something to share. You know, why can't we just say, Bernie Sanders, you are wrong? I mean, people are afraid to say it. He's wrong. I mean, you keep jacking up taxes like this, and that's your only agenda is to just try to, to squeeze the wealthy a little bit more. San Francisco is an unlivable city right now. Unlivable. I mean, if you were to go, and I have, if you were to be in the city of San Francisco and see for your own eyes what it's like, you would not believe it. A few weeks ago, I had to drive through downtown L.A. Yeah. to get to the Children's Hospital. Dash was getting his, uh, his boot off his foot after breaking his leg. And literally driving through downtown, you could smell downtown L.A. You could smell it through closed windows of your car. It's really, really bad in some of these cities that believe that taxing your way to solve every problem is the solution. And and I just wish we could maybe it'd be okay to say, hey, Bernie Sanders, you are wrong, you know, or maybe just an objective person to say, no, you're incorrect. Same thing with Dr. Fauci. I mean, it's these guys that have been in these positions for so long, they can get away with saying whatever they want, and we're supposed to take it for gospel because one's a doctor, one's a senator. But, you know, and $185 billion that you're talking about the IRS would get in newfound revenue, where would that go? I mean, how long would that even last? That's More auditors. Right. More government employees. Right, but I mean, if, and they said they'd find $185 yeah. billion. How long would that even last in the Treasury? You know, the other tax bill that you have to watch is that one that Elizabeth Warren and Bernie want for the uber wealthy, yeah. where they think they can generate about yeah. $3 trillion over the next 10 years. But they're coming after that money. They, they see it out there. and they're, Oh, it's going to happen next year. Listen, it's going to happen next year. They, and by the way, the reason why it's going to happen next year, they have to do it pre- Midterms. They have to do it pre-midterms. FYI, if I'm a Democrat and I'm a Democrat that I have Biden and Kamala on my team and I have to worry about keeping AOC Sanders happy and Elizabeth Warren, if you don't do the tax plan next year, when can you do the tax plan? Let me say this one more time. If they don't drive their tax plan next year, 
What happens? When, when's the next time they're going to get an opportunity like that? The year after the midterms. There's no way they'll have that right. because they're going to lose the House and they're going to lose the Senate. Right now it's 50-50. All it takes is a couple, mm-hmm. and the House is making some momentum. People typically get upset at midterms, and it flips. It goes from all, you know, typically you'll see a Republican have control of all three. You only have two years to impose your philosophies. Two years later, you lose one of them, House or Senate. Then you can't go as aggressive. They're going to impose this in the next 12 months. It'll most likely happen in 2022 when it happens. Midterms, they're going to say, we told you we were going to do this. We did. Then they'll all be united. Joe, Kamala, Elizabeth Warren, Sanders, AOC, all of those guys from different camps, they'll be united going into 2024 mm-hmm. because they want to continue this for four more years. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I see happening here, and that's one of the reasons. So, so remember this. Here's a couple targets. Uh, Florida, major target. The state of Florida is going to be targeted hardcore, okay? Hardcore is going to be targeted. DeSantis, public enemy number one right now. Number two, uh, Texas is going to get destroyed. They're going to be hitting Texas nonstop, okay? And by the way, Texas is not as right-wing as people think it is. Mm -hmm. Texas is going more to the center, and it can be flipped, just so everybody knows. They got people like Beto over there. They got a lot of superstars over there, Florida, that's coming up. You know what's the next state they're going to they're going to target? You're going to see Tennessee being there. You're going to see Nevada being there. Any of the states that are no state taxes are number one enemy right now because it's working. Because it's working, people are moving there. Mm-hmm. It's enemy of the state number one. So you're going to see a lot of articles talking about terrible lifestyle, terrible living, not the funnest, not this. All these statistics and research done by the government that they get to control whatever kind of data that they want to control to sell their points. The challenge with this is the following. Yesterday I talked to Dan Price. I don't know if you remember Dan Price. Can you pull up Dan Price? Uh, uh, if you if you see who Dan Price is, if anyone's going to remember this guy, I think it's going to be you. Uh, uh, pull up the article. Don't go oh, to images. Course. I know this okay. guy. Paid everybody the same salary? Yeah, he paid everybody yeah. the same salary. So I got to tell you how this thing went yesterday, okay? Just how this thing went yesterday. FYI, if you guys didn't know this, when this guy did his news talking about that he's lowering his income from $1.1 million to $70,000, and he's going to pay every single one of his employees $70,000, you ready what happened to that story? 500 million interactions on social media, and NBC's video becoming the most shared in-network history. Besides from that, it was the most read article on New York Times for the week, front page of Reddit two days in a row, front page of MSNBC, front page of uh, uh, NBC, front page of ABC News, Mashable, trending article on Upworthy, BuzzFeed, trending on Twitter for two days, trended on Facebook for three days. That story. What year was it? 2015, when that came out. Okay, this is Obama era. Mm -hmm. Obama, uh, years prior to that, gave him a recognition as the entrepreneur of the year. Uh, uh, himself, it was the SBA Entrepreneur of the Year Award pre- presented to him by Barack Obama. Okay, so now watch what happened yesterday. It's very important to to hear this story because, first of all, I applauded him to coming on. I told everybody I'm I'm not sure why this guy said yes because I was surprised that he said yes. So I told him I said, first of all, kudos to you for saying mm-hmm. yes to this, and I said I appreciate you for doing this because it's a case study for the rest of us. Rush Limbaugh bashed this guy, trashed him. He said he's going to go out of business. It's the ultimate socialistic story. Et cetera, et cetera. Well, fast forward to today, his business is doing $45 million a year, and they net 4 to $5 million per year. So he's got a 10% EBITDA, what he's got. $4.5 million profits is a solid profits that he's got. So we're talking yesterday, 
And I said, so tell me how you're doing this. He says, well, you know, I had an employee that was making $35,000. I went outside. I seen him smoking cigarettes. He's stressed out. He calls me out. He says, all you care about is money. And tell her, look at all this. We're not making any money. And that hurt me for three days. I thought about it. I came back. I said, guess what? I'm paying everybody $70,000. His executives were furious. They left. That he had. And he did kinda, they have to take a pay cut, the executives? Of course they did. <laughs> wow. Everybody okay. took a pay cut. His brother ended up suing him, I think, in 2015. We didn't talk about it yesterday. And, uh, you know, this guy was a genius Christian guy who memorized the Bible in fifth and sixth grade. He would go to con- con- contests, grew up in a very conservative family, right? So as we're going through the conversation with him, I asked him a question. I said, let me ask you. So you ended up giving your $70,000 income to everybody, including yourself? He said, yes. He hated Peter Thiel. He called Peter Thiel out nonstop. He was not a fan of Elon Musk, a fan of AOC, a fan. He called AOC the future. Hmm. He was a fan of Sanders, a fan of Sanders, and he was a fan of Be- uh, not a fan of uh, uh, Bezos. I said, "What do you think about Biden? Give me one word that you think about Biden." He said, "Please." He says, "Please, <laughs> like please." I said, "What's the one word you think about Trump?" He said, "Who?" So that's kind of where his position's at, right? I said, "Let me ask you a question." He says, "What's that?" I said, since you're doing $4.5 million in net, I said, you know if you wanted to sell your company in merchant account services, you get 20 to 40x, which means you're a $100 million guy. He says, he goes like this at first, right? I said, what percentage of the company do you own? He says, I own 100%. I said, I think that's unfair. I said, I think you should. I said, how many employees you got? He said, 200. I said, I think you should follow through and give 200 of your employees each a half a percent because you're right now worth $100 million. Then he backtracked. Well, it wouldn't work. Why wouldn't it work? Well, because of this, this, this. Because if we were to do it, you know, I would never sell the company to anybody because if somebody that bought the company, they would have to agree to pay everybody $70,000. I've never laid off anybody. I've never fired anybody. And that just wouldn't work because we're not a $100 million company. I said, no, you're a $100 million company. You got $4.5 million of profits. What do you guys do with the profits? Well, we talk about it. And then it led to... The conversation being, I said, so let me get this straight. You call all these guys scam artists because he says capitalism is a scam. He says, you also bought into it. He's telling me, like, you also bought into the scam. It's, it's a fascinating interview when this thing comes out. Mm-hmm. I said, so why wouldn't you give equity to everybody? He says, there is no value in the equity, but you want 100% of it. If it's 70000 give it to everybody. I said, what's wrong with the way the system is in America? The capitalists can make money. I don't mind you being worth $100 million. I said, but I want you to follow through. He says, well, I'll think about it. It's a good idea. I'll think about it. I said, no, it's not fair. You're worth $100 million. Why not take that $100 million and share it with everybody else? Everybody's worth at least a half a million dollars. <laughs> Do that, right? So, and then he started talking. All these rich people, he called that Bezos. He called that Musk. He called out all these guys. I mean, we just need to raise taxes. I said, what do we need to raise taxes to? He says, I'm okay if we go to 90%. I said, you want to raise? He says, we need to raise taxes on rich people up to 90%. I said, what country has it worked? In America. We did it before and it worked. That's true. I mean, not that it worked, but no, it's true. It's true yeah. that it happened, but it was Hollywood million dollar yeah. earners, et cetera, et cetera. In the 30s. That's when yeah. communism was on the uprise and they yeah. thought communism was the way to go. McCarthy so, yes. Era. Yes, exactly. So, that was kind of, hey, let's increase the taxes. Didn't work. It's not worked in any other country, but he's saying this. I said, can I ask you a question? How much money you gave to charity last year? I'm not going to answer that question for you. I said, I'm just curious because you sound so charitable. Mm-hmm. How much money did you give to charity last year? What's the point here? Bernie Sanders is telling others how to live. And go look at how much money he gives away. You tell me who's made a bigger positive impact for the world between the two. It's not even in, one is creating, the other is regulating. Let me get this straight. One is creating opportunities, getting us to think 
mm-hmm. on five ways to improve. The other one is sitting out there saying, we got to tax this guy more and slow him down. So if you and I had a choice of having 10 Bernie Sanders and 10 Elon Musks in the world, which one makes the world a better place? 10 Elon Musks or 10 Bernie Sanders? I'm curious. It's not even a question. I'm curious what you think because your argument is the fact that one is talking about let's go on space and the other one is talking about let's fix the problem here. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, if clearly Elon Musk. um, Why, though? Tell me why. Jobs, productivity, commerce, I agree. But that's not – at the same time, Bernie Sanders can have some valid points. It's not like it's it's a zero-sum game where it's like you either go Elon or Bernie. Do I agree with taxing the wealthy and doing and universal health care and all that That's that Bernie wants? About, I don't agree with all of that. But do I agree that income inequality is a problem? Do I agree that 67% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck and something needs to be done? Even it's the economists, richest country in the world. And, six, this is the and richest, almost 70% of our people live paycheck to paycheck. But, but whose fault is that, though? We have so much of, like, here's the challenge, man. Let me tell you what the biggest challenge is with this. And... It's, it's very frustrating that we have a hard time. Like, when I get a call and they tell me what my son did wrong, okay? Like, let's just say I get a call from school and they tell me what my, what my son did wrong. I had a great relation with the school in uh, uh, Dallas, Prince of Peace. Phenomenal. Shout out to Miss Porter. I trusted that woman a lot. She did it the right way, okay? And we put all our kids there, private school. Phenomenal place. We had a great mm-hmm. time with them. My, when we left, one of the biggest factors that we didn't want to leave Dallas was the school. We loved the way they took mm-hmm. care of our kids at Prince of Peace, and we're trying to find something like that here, right? Mm -hmm. But when I get a call and an email will be sent, and the teacher would say, here's how your son reacted today. He did this, 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 that. I said, great. So I'd get on a call, and I would notice, this teacher's reasonable. She's got a good point. How do we work together? Can you? And then I would say, you can tell my son this, you can tell my son this, you can tell my son this, it'll work. And can you please give me feedback? When I come home home, home at night, guess what? I'm going to talk to the guy. And I'd sit down, hey, Tickle, can I talk to you? Hey, Dylan, can I talk to you? Hey, Senna, can I talk to you? And we would work to do what? To have discourse. To, 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 to improve. To sit down and figure out ways to improve, right? And figure out a way on what we can do to make it a better place. I don't mind the criticism that we give to individuals like Elon Musk. Nothing wrong with that. Give it. I have no problem with that. But one is creating. The other one is regulating. One is sitting there saying, how can we make something better? The other is sitting there saying, how can we slow this down? One is saying we kind of have to pay attention to space on what's going on over there because I don't know what's going to happen over here. The other one is saying let's just fix whatever we got going on today. One is thinking outside the box. One just wants to constantly tax and regulate nonstop. Tax and regulate nonstop. If we go into that direction, it's going to be very, very problematic, the direction we're going right now. And what's so funny right now is – that tweet right there got tens of thousands of retweets and likes. People are actually agreeing. That's what's scary about it. What's scary about it is that people are sitting there saying, oh, wow, this totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah we should do this. Let me Elon ask you is a question. Um, is there some common ground? Like if Elon Musk and Bernie Sanders actually met, is it all or nothing? You either got to be full-on capitalist or full-on so- or is, or could there actually be some... Well, I see your point here, but you got to understand if you tax this, okay, cool. I never considered that. 
Like, walk me through what a conversation and actually some discourse how do you do to that? find some how common do, ground how do you there do would that? be. How do you do that with an unreasonable person? Who's unreasonable? You, you, think think Bern- Sam, you think Bernie is reasonable? I'm not saying that he's unreasonable. I'm not saying he's the most reasonable freaking no, I, guy. No, I'll say that he's yeah. unreasonable. That would never work. Yeah. Because you don't think he'd be willing think, to listen? Elon Musk could no. come to that table objectively and probably go back and forth and maybe give a little bit. There's, Bernie Sanders has a brand, and that's yeah. why he gets millions of likes on his tweets because people think there might be a little trickle-down effect, and they'll get some of that money from Elon Musk. That's all they care about. You know, just spread it out. So it's it's 0% Bernie. No, Bernie, listen, Bernie has a 0%. Buddy, uh, Bill Clinton was reasonable. Yeah. Okay, you could sit there and newt and him figure it out. They'll yeah. go. Okay, uh, 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 what's the guy's name that uh, was the House of Representatives under Reagan? What was his name? Tip O'Neill. Mm-hmm. They sat down. They fought it out. But right. it was reasonable. T- Tip O'Neill, the one thing Tip O'Neill knew that, that everybody knew about Tip, they had in common. They loved America. Bernie mm-hmm. doesn't love America. Bernie loves Russia. Bernie, Bernie loves Karl Marx. Bernie loves socialism. You don't think Bernie loves America? Absolutely not. <laughs> really? Yeah. Let, okay, let, let, now, now we're about to go into a nice conversation here, mm-hmm. Mr. Adam. What is America to you? Go ahead, sweetheart. <laughs> Um, loaded question. What is America? It's not. It's not a loaded question. No, no. It's very simple for a guy like what, me in Iran. What, I'm asking you. What could when it I, like? If you're asking from an immigrant, I mean, or no, you're no, no. I'm from, asking you, buddy. Adam Sosnick. Okay. What is America to you? The the freedom to come and go as you please, okay. to do what you want, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yep. To uh, hopefully um, create what you want to create, okay. and uh, defend. The purpose of America. Okay. Um, do you think America is at like the pinnacle? Like when was America? No, stay on greatest? your point. Okay. Keep telling me what you think America is. I'm actually curious. You're you're basically saying that Bernie doesn't believe any of that. No, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm mm-hmm. asking you a question. Just go with me. Like yeah. imagine this is foreplay and just let me lead. Okay. <laughs> this is a conversation I have to foreplay. That now, Pat? Conversation yeah. foreplay. You're turning me on. Yes, I am. So okay. I'm hopefully the audience is being turned yes. on. So the audience likes yes. good dialogue. What else is America to you? So far, everything you said, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. What else is America to you? Hopefully, uh, a shining city on a hill that uh, our, our good Reagan. friend Ronald Reagan would talk about. Um, and I think the problem is it's becoming not as much, and from a Bernie Sanders point of view, not as much that shining city on a Let hill. me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yes. If I'm in Iran, I'd love to be in America. No. Correct. That's not but if I'm from Norway, I'm thinking, I don't know. Maybe well, I stay in Norway. Well, this is not about Norway or me. Okay. I'm asking you, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm asking. I'm focused on Adam. Uh, give me one of the most loved, admired, adored presidents of all time on both sides of the aisle that they love them. Both sides of the aisle. It's a very easy name. Uh, yeah, Lincoln, obviously. Okay, but give me one that's in the last hundred years. JFK. JFK. Sure. If I have to say moderate two, Democrat, who would you say the favorite right wing to the left and the favorite left wing to the right? Who are the two names? JFK and who's the other guy? You're saying uh, the two people that Democrats that were willing to tolerate the Republican and Republicans that were willing to uh, tolerate the Democrat president. Can somebody help me out Clinton here? Clinton was there. JFK's one, um, and who's the other Republican that was loved? Reagan. Was okay, there? those two names. Okay. okay, but let's say JFK. JFK did two things. He lowered the taxes, and he told them, "I'm not lowering the taxes just to lower taxes." I'm lowering the taxes or you can capitalize right now and go make money to take care of your families. Mm-hmm. What did JFK say? He said, don't ask what your country can do for you. Ask, ask what you can do for your country. Okay. So then he said, we should go land where? 
on the freaking moon, baby. Do you realize everything of what JFK say Bernie Sanders doesn't stand for? So a Democrat who is listening right now, your buddy Bernie Sanders hates what JFK stood for. Let me say this one more time. So JFK, who's a star, comes in. He says, oh, let's go land on the moon. This guy's a freaking nutcase. Dude, what are you talking about land on the moon? That doesn't matter today. We should land on the moon. Why? We should go land on the moon. What for? Because the 13-year-old kid needs to believe we can land on the moon, and he believes. Because the future innovators of America are just being born today, and we need to inspire them. We should lower taxes. Why lower taxes? It's not fair. We should raise taxes because we need help. We need social programs. Don't ask what the country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Bernie Sanders. Who cares about going on the moon and going to, you know, uh, uh, space? Who cares? You should tell about what the country should do for you. We should raise taxes. Dude, he would hate JFK today. Forget about Trump. Enemy of the state number one for Bernie is JFK. <laughs> so you got to be kidding me. So you say you love America? You don't love America. You don't love America. You love the ideas that you would want America to adopt. But that's not America. Yeah. That's Bernie America. Yeah. That's not America. So, Adam, this is such a critical thing here because philosophically, when one idea shifts, there are, there are certain, like you ever heard the thing uh, 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 in too deep? You remember how you say, you know, in, when you're in too deep or the tipping point of being in too deep, like, for example, let's just say you and I are going to a club, okay? We're driving a car. And I say, Adam, let's go. We're going to go in my fr uh, friend's uh, van. You get in a van, okay? The guy says, hey, guys, oh, sh let me tell you, something just happened right now. What's that? I got uh, 100 pounds of kilo on the back. And everybody, can you guys just grab a gun right now? I, I, the, the, guy, the cocaine I just got right now, you know, I just got it from this guy. It's in the back of the truck, dude. I'm like, these guys are chasing us. I don't know what the hell to do. It's a red light, okay? <laughs> One guy says, dude, I'm getting out. You're in the car. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Tuck and roll. Are you going to get out or are you going to stay in the car? Honestly. There's, a, there's guns. You get, there's 100 you I, kilos. You and I go out. We're now. going to Miami. We're on our way to spring break. We're going to go to Miami. Yeah. I go into the car with one of my friends. One of my friends brings his friend that I'm not friends with. Mm -hmm. This guy, all of a sudden, I find that he's got 100 kilos of cocaine <laughs> in the back. Yeah, I'm and out. He's I'm got, getting an Uber. No, I'm good. I'll meet you One there. guy gets out. What are you doing? There's a red light. One guy says, dude, I'm out. What are you doing? Probably leaving with that guy. Okay. But if you don't get out and he goes in and the three cars pull up, you're officially in too deep. What's going to happen there? Give me the best case scenario. What's the best case scenario that happens if the bad guys are chasing you? If the cops chase us? What's the best case scenario? What's the best case, not worst case? Cop a plea. I mean, you get arrested. You maybe try to get a lighter sentence. What you, you get free. But no know. matter what, you're in too deep. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. You had the chance to get out at the red light, but you didn't. Very simple. We are at the red light. <laughs> and people can get out. And they better get out because they're going to get arrested. And some crimes on your credit will hurt you for the rest of your life. Certain decisions have consequences. Not just one year. Certain decisions have decades of consequences and setbacks. America has to be listening up and realizing you need to get off the bus right now. Sounds juicy, sounds exciting, sounds energetic. Bernie gets fired up and lit up and fires everybody up because he's got more energy. And people are like, oh, my gosh, I believe what this guy. AOC gets it up. She's she, uh, fired up. And people are like, oh, she's so persuasive. 
But I'm telling you right now, the rest of the world has experienced this. It doesn't work. Get off the bus. We have to highlight who we want to see as heroes because we want kids to be like them. Bernie does not love America, buddy. (laughs) Not the way you do and your center left, not the way you do, not the way I do, not the way anybody loves America. Bernie doesn't love that America. Yeah, I think it's okay to say, like me personally, I'm offended by Bernie Sanders. I find him very offensive with what he says because what he's saying is wrong. I mean, this country has proven that the way they do it has worked. It's why people sacrifice everything to come here. And I'll tell you the people that are most offended by what's going on in this country and and the Bernies and these progressives of the world that we have right now, it's immigrants. It's people that have come to this country to start a business, to have a chance at freedom, that did it the right way, and they see this. I mean, they're they're offended. I have a really good friend, very good friend. I was with him on Friday night who's from Bologna, Italy, speaks fluid Italian. You'd think you're in Italy when you're with him. Great businessman. He imports stone directly from uh, Italy, does a very, very good business in the United States. But he's disgusted by what's going on here. And think about it. Guys like him, you know, they, they left their whole family there. They came here to start all over because of what America was. It was that hope. It was that yep. dream that you can do anything here and the government will stay out of your way. Okay, that's what America is. And now they're trying to do everything they can to get in your way. And it's offensive. And Bernie is wrong. Adam. You want to plea? Well, look, give us the I, argument. I just want to. I just want to set the record straight. I've never voted for Bernie. I'm not a Bernie bro. I'm not a Bernie supporter. But I think it would be wrong to dismiss everything he ever says and just unequivocally say he does not love America and he hates America. Because some of the math, I'm not. Again, I'm not supporting Bernie. I'm giving the other side to his argument. There's no one here supporting Bernie, so someone's got to do it for this argument. You know, some of the numbers he talks about. Seven out of 10 workers are living paycheck to paycheck. Billionaires over the pandemic, 660 billionaires, um, their wealth went up over a trillion dollars. The 50 wealthiest Americans have more money than the bottom half of our society. The top, like Bernie always says, the top one-tenth of one to 1% have more than the 90% of our entire country. So CEOs are making 320%, this is a Dan Price reference, 320% more than the average worker. So if I'm an average worker and I make 45 grand a year and I'm thinking, man, I I can't, I got two kids. I can't get ahead. I hear taxes may go up on the super wealthy making 400 grand. I'm making 45 grand. This guy, Bernie sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I'm put again, I'm putting myself in the shoes of the person making yeah. 45 grand a year. Nobody is. It's an intoxicating argument, but, is but all I'm saying. Here's here's a how many parents, okay, remember the story I was telling about Tico and the kids? If they mm-hmm. go to school, teacher says some, certain that things about That teacher's making 45 okay. grand a year, by the no, way. But, but she chose to. He chose yeah, to. I'm Nobody not, told just, him to I'm be just, a teacher. That's I'm what you chose to do. What I'm saying to you, you have yeah. a choice. That's your choice, okay? Mm-hmm. You chose to choose a get passion off. career, yeah. okay? And by the way, there's benefits to being a teacher. I mean, there's a lot of benefits to being a teacher. Right. You ain't doing it for money. Mm-hmm. All good. For okay? the record, I think teachers should be paid more. That's just my Uh I don't disagree. But I also think 50% of teachers should be fired and- the yeah. other top 20% should get a 50% raise. Yeah. But I do but think half the teachers, bullshit. they should get yeah. fired. Well, I think half the teachers should be fired in America, too, and they need to be treated powerful. like we get treated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I don't do the right thing, I get fired, and I think teachers should be fired as well. So let me get you're back to You're going somewhere with Bernie. I'm going somewhere yeah. with this because you're talking about seven out of ten people are living paycheck to paycheck, okay? Mm-hmm. 
all of these percent. The top one percent owns more than da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I all Again, of those this things. This is Bernie's argument. That's not an argument. Those are statistics. Correct. That's okay. the, the thing. Somebody that Bernie just said something right now. The guy gave five bucks, and uh, Bishman said, "PBD, you and Bernie both love America, but have different ways to solve the problems in America." To say someone doesn't love America because they disagree is BS. I disagree with you, Bishman, because to me, America is just a name. Okay, to me, America is an idea. So if you don't love the ideas of America, you don't love America. That's what it means to me. Okay, mm -hmm. because America to me, if they change the idea, I don't like America. I don't know if this makes sense to you guys or not. It's very simple. Like, you know, you can you can flip if somebody changes their views. And for example, let's just say you loved your cousin. Okay, you sincerely love your cousin, and your cousin was a guy with values and principles. Your cousin flips. He goes and becomes a drug dealer. He goes and kills a few people, and he does. Do you? You don't. You don't stand for the same thing. The values and principles change. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sit there and say, "Hey, go have my kids hang out with you." So let's go back to the 70 percent of people that are living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is statistic. The question that becomes how we go about fixing it. There's two ways. You have to put the pressure on the people to take responsibility. Or you put the pressure on who? The government. Or you put the pressure on rich people. Okay? In this situation, he wants to put the pressure on who? The rich people. On the rich people. Not on the government. Not on the people. On the rich people. That's not what JFK would have done. Mm -hmm. And he's a Democrat. And the most loved and adored Democrat of all time. Okay? Mm -hmm. Himself. He would have put the pressure and said, hey, why don't you do something about it? I was watching an interview yesterday of the Shah with BBC. Mm -hmm. Okay? And this is a point where Iran's coming up. They're about to pass up UK, okay? And he made a couple predictions. That interview was so powerful. I don't know who shared it with me. I'm so glad this one guy. It was 27 minutes. And he said, I am begging, the words he uses, I'm begging America to stop relying on oil. He said this in 75. He says, I'm begging America to stop relying on oil, the West to stop relying on oil. But he says, one of the problems with UK is what? You know what he says one of the problems with UKs? He says, you guys are too lazy. You take way too many sleeping pills. You guys are too lazy. You don't work that hard. Huh. He says, if your government got the average worker to work one hour more a day, your economy would change. He says, I'm not saying five more hours. If they work one more, he says, if you work 30 minutes more a day, your economy would change. Rather than a Bernie Sanders saying, no, stay home. It's not fair. Yeah. It's mental issues. You're having We all have mental. I have mental. I have mental issues my entire life. I have emotional issues. We all have mental and emotional issues. None of us are robots. But rather than saying that, you say, hey, Johnny, question for you. What's your dream? I want to be able to live XYZ life. Great. When do you want to have that? 10 years. Why don't you for the next 10 years start a side gig, make the money, save the money, invest the money the right way. 10 years from now, go live your dream with your wife and kids. Why don't you do that? But we're not talking about that. It's mm -hmm. uh, we can solve your problems. Anytime the government comes in using the word help, run. Yeah. Who said that? Not Reagan. me. Reagan, a long time ago. Go ahead, Tom. Okay, one last point here is, you know, just in, like Bernie Sanders is popular with what he says, but just because he's popular doesn't mean he's wrong, right? And he is wrong. And there's evidence that, okay, you just take money from the rich and you hand it out. I'll give you a perfect example. If you A story we've already done today at vtpost.com. Bank of America has done some research and some polling to find out what people are spending their stimulus checks on, right? The $1,400 has already gone out. Can you pull it up? Yeah, it's, it's one of the stories on vtpost.com right now. Um, you know what they're finding? Hmm. People are spending it on shoes and apparel.
I mean, that is one of the main things. So there, there's no direct correlation between what Bernie's saying and that the country gets better. There is ample evidence of the opposite. And that's why I am so offended by his message, because it doesn't work. And, and it's, it's, it's become, you know, almost to the point where you're not allowed to say that because you don't care or you don't have feelings for people. That's not true. And I just, he's got... What does it say? It says uh, the newly somewhat rich by $1,400 quarantine combined spending on parallel athletic footwear jumped 19.5% year over year for the week, ending March 12. One, a recent comparison. How about the fact that with the same parameters, that spending was up 13.2% the week prior. Stimulus payments began to hit consumer by the, in the account March 12. All other avenues for spending, including addressing vision, uh, correction concerns, and this form of mojo.com poll responded. If I can, I'd also like to pay off my credit card debt. It's small and maybe... Get on utilities and phone accounts. See, people can be responsible. The money's okay. Interesting to see this thing taking place where the money's going to. I mean, all they're doing is making Nike richer. So Phil Knight is sitting there saying, send more yeah. stimulus checks well, out. There's there. also been some other stories that we covered yeah. this on the podcast that um, in, in millennials two, are putting money yeah, in Robin Hood. Uh, 40 stocks. something percent of millennials yeah. are taking their stimulus checks and putting in the stock market. Some absurd number. And then the second stat, stat hold on, hold on. Uh, in 2009, and 2020 were the only years that the credit card debt has gone down in America, meaning people took their stimulus but and paid off credit card of debt. That's not because of stimulus. That's because of shutdown. Part, partially no, it's part not, of it's, not. it's because of shutdown. But the first point you just made, that's what I agree with, okay? Like, you see what you just did? Mm-hmm. We're making heroes of the kid that's taking money, investing it, thinking long term. That's not what Bernie's yeah, I, doing. No, but that's not what Bernie's doing. Mm-hmm. Bernie's solution is let me solve it for you because I can solve it for you not the entrepreneur, and not yourself. You're not good enough to solve this on your own 70%. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can help yourself because I'm more elite than you. I'm smarter than you, but I'll help you out. Don't worry. Do you know what an insult it is to think that you are the one that can solve my problems and not me? It's an insult. It, it, that's, that's the highest level of eliteness mm-hmm. versus to say, I think, you can, I think you can do something about it. I think you can do something about it. I think you think I can do something. I think you can do something about it. We need more politicians saying, hey, American people, I think you can do something about here, it. Can, I believe in you. Here, I have one last thing. And, and for all both of you guys, do you think maybe Adam has a different perspective on things because he's lived in Florida and Texas where you haven't lived in a state where you really see an overbearing government and extremely high taxes and what that does to day to day life? Do you, is that a possibility? Do you think that maybe. I think it, to flip it, when you said, have you partied in Miami before and you kind of spooked him, I think that's a very fair assessment to put it on you. Mm-hmm. You've not lived in other states to kind of get a feel of what it looks like when there's over-regulation. Correct. You, you've lived in a— I live in Florida my majority of my life. Heaven on yes. earth. Not yes. saying you're not well-traveled. You've been all yeah, over the I've world. I've been all over. But all over the world. My favorite city is New York City, by the way. I, I would say that as well. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't dispute that. I think Florida, although Florida is starting to become uh, one of my favorites. So To visit, but— um, <clears throat> Yeah, everything comes down to perspective. So I, I agree with you on that. I mean, like I always ask you, when you move to L.A., when you move to L.A., you rail against California, you rail against L.A. No, but I you love really it there. Your kids. family loves it there. Supporting California. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you love it there. So yeah. you take the good with the bad. Uh, just a quick point on our friend Elon Musk, and this is more of just a, a teeing it up for you. You know, he's been speaking of Bernie and Elon and this whole how this whole conversation got started. You know that Elon has been very much in favor of UBI. He's come out and said, I don't believe in bailing out companies and, and you know helicopter payments to wherever. I actually believe in giving money to the people, UBI. Elon Musk has said this. So it's, it's very ironic because 
there's some parts that Bernie, and this is why I asked that question. Well, what's his challenge? What's Elon Musk's challenge with that? If you're asking me, ask me the question. What's the challenge with what Elon Musk thinks as well? That we need UBI. Okay. Where are you going with that? What's the challenge with Elon Musk? Okay, uh, go ahead. He thinks he's smarter than the rest of the world. Yeah. Like he thinks. Well, he is. No, I don't. I disagree. He thinks that, the, no, to be, of course he is smarter to be worth a couple hundred billion dollars. Mm. But he thinks people cannot make money on their own to go find solutions. Survivor, survivor of the fittest, man. We've been, we've been surviving for a very long time. We've, mm-hmm. we've, we've figured out a way how to survive past these animals. And these animals, all these animals we're all afraid of, guess what? We won. Just so you know. The lions, all the... The tigers, the you, bears. But you're laughing about dinos, it. Yeah. You, you realize we won. We won. I don't know if you realize. We overcame all of that. We overcame all these viruses without having any solutions. We figured it out. Mm-hmm. We figured out all these solutions. We, we forget. We figured out how to create something like this. I don't even know how to create something like that. We figured out how to create this. How the hell did we figure this out? Animal, a lion didn't figure this out. We did. We figured out how to put this tripod. What the hell is this iPad doing in front of me? I'm looking at myself talking. There's 3,000-something people watching. How the hell do we figure this out? How do, how do we figure this out? Right. How do we figure all these? How do we figure this out? How do we do this? Human ingenuity. What I'm trying to tell you is we have to trust in the human ingenuity. Just because Elon Musk says UBI, that doesn't mean we're all sitting here saying, well, because Elon Musk said it, it's right. I don't, dis- I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, having said that, let's continue. So if you're watching this, by the way, we had a couple people. J.K. Winpay gave $10. They said there was an international student focus group, and they said they were turned off by how the U.S. is going and don't want to come here anymore. What are your thoughts? Okay. Uh, and then Matthew Elliott said, $5, best long-form podcast on YouTube, great subject matter, thoughtful responses, and just the right amount of civil discourse. By the way, if you want to ask a question for us to address, go on Twitter, send your tweet, PBD podcast hashtag. Once again, put the hashtag PBD podcast, and we will address a couple of them here in a minute. So, Kai, if you're looking at it, send your tweet with hashtag PBD podcast. Kai is monitoring that, and if you're enjoying it so far, press the thumbs up button. And for some of you guys that haven't subscribed yet, many of you are watching this thinking this is Valuetainment. This is a complete separate channel. Please press the subscribe button so you get alerts and click that notification button so you're one of the first to come up. And uh, we're uh, we're uh, hope to have you uh, be with us in the future to get this thing to 100,000 subscribers. Okay, Putin challenges Biden to debate after the president calls him a killer. Russian President Vladimir Putin has reacted to President Joe Biden calling him a killer by challenging Biden to take part in a conversation with him broadcast live online. Putin told a Russian state television reporter, I just thought of this now. I want to propose to President Biden to continue our discussion, but on the condition that we do it basically live, as it's called, without any delays and directly in an open, direct discussion. It seems to me that would be interesting for the people of Russia and for the people of United States. Biden said he thought Putin was a killer. Russia recalled its ambassador to the United States in re, uh, response to the remark. After issuing his invitation, Putin said he, did not, he didn't want to delay. I don't want to put this off for long. I want to go this taiga this weekend to relax a little so we could do it tomorrow or Monday. We are ready at any time convenient for the American side. The Russian leader also said he wished Biden good health. I would say to him, be well. I wish him good health. I say that without any irony, without any jokes. 
Adam. The, the truth is there was some irony and full-on jokes there with Putin. Um, look, there, there's two sides you can kind of look at this. There's the side that it's like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you don't put your shit out there and just, like, reveal your hand and completely disrespect a world leader. You kind of do it behind closed doors or you, you have a little more diplomacy or tact. Um, but then there's the other side that's like, let me just spit the truth and actually say what the truth is. Putin is a killer, whether it's on the micro level or the macro level. Micro, he's poisoning his dissidents or pointing people, poisoning to speak out about him. He's former KGB. On a macro level, he's invaded other countries, um, Ukraine. Um, what's the city in Ukraine that I'm thinking of, the main area in Ukraine that, that they're fighting about? Help me Kiev? out here. Not Kiev. What is it called? I don't know. The place in Ukraine. Yeah, okay. Anyway. He was, he's gone into Ukraine. He's done um, foreign affairs. So the point is, which direction do you want to go? Do you want to have diplomacy? Do you want to have tact? Or do you want to tell the truth? And for me, Biden has to have a balance of both. Am I completely turned off that he would say something like this? No. Do I completely agree that he went this direction and called out Putin on TV? Not as much. But what I do know is after the reality show president Donald Trump, um, a Putin-Biden argument uh, debate on TV would be reality TV of, of the highest magnitude. Um, so we'll see where this goes here. But uh, I, um, I'm, not, I'm not sold on either direction of what Biden went here. You know, I, I think the comment calling Putin a killer just shows how naive Biden is when it comes to, to foreign affairs. I mean, there was just nothing to gain with, with, a, with a comment like that, especially someone like Putin who would eat his lunch just on every conceivable level. You know, the way he's manipulating him now with the comeback. You don't want to challenge a guy like that because what if he is a killer? What if he is that crazy? I mean, these guys can do hacks at the drop of a hand. He could probably shut down our electrical grid if you wanted to. I think a little bit more tact in dealing with, with Putin would make a little bit more sense. You know, you talk about Trump being the loose cannon, but he didn't really have any outburst like this. You know, most of it was, you now. some people didn't agree with how he dealt with um, North Korea and got a little bit too cozy with him. But I, I don't know. Was he trying to be funny? Was he trying to be light? Was he trying to be tough? I just didn't think there was anything to gain by what Biden yeah. did, and I think it's completely backfired on him. Well, here's the thing. Once you become a president, uh, you have to understand one thing. is it, it, John Gotti. You know who John Gotti is, right? Mafia. Okay. When I interviewed Sammy de Gravano, I asked him about John Gotti. I said, uh, uh, oh, uh, John, another guy interviewed, a light, said the fact that you, John Gotti never killed anybody. Okay? He would always other people kill people for him. And Sammy stops me and interrupts, like as if, and Sammy was like, they're not in the best place with John Gotti, but Sammy interrupts and just kind of says, let me tell you something. You cross John Gotti, he was capable. He says, you know, he was capable of doing anything. I don't know if I've ever seen him kill anybody or not. The story about the dentist, I don't know. But you don't want to cross John because he was capable, right? Would you consider John Gotti a killer? Yes. Prob what, what if he never killed anybody, but he told other people to kill people? Oh, Is he God, considered yeah. a killer? I think so, absolutely. So yeah. if you tell somebody else to kill somebody to defend your, tr your uh, territory, would you be considered a killer? I think so, yes. Then every president is a killer. <laughs> okay? So if that's the qualification you just made, you just sent troops to Syria, you're officially a qualified killer. Okay? If that's your interpretation. Okay? On that's where the, you went with a, this. That Trump would be like, what do you think, America's so innocent? That yeah. famous line What I'm trying used? to say to you is once yeah. you become a president, 
you have to know you're in the gray area for four years. You're the minimum. commander in chief. You're, you're the commander the in chief. So if you yeah. can't sit there and be like, oh my gosh, he's such a this. Look, you you can't. You're not an angel when you become a president. Mm. You can't be. Nobody is. Not a single one of our presidents ever has been an angel. Some have more more higher morals and values. Some less. But the reality is, you have to be willing to call the shots. Now, was Putin one before he became? Possibly. And that's the reputation with Beyond KGB. possibly. KGB. 90%. When I'm saying possibly, I don't know. I've just read the articles and it says that he was. Okay. Do, do you I, think Putin's a killer? Do, I think, I've told you this when Trump was president. I think mm -hmm. Putin's the most brilliant strategist, president, powerful person in the world today. It's not the U.S. commander-in-chief, just so you know this. I put Putin at number one. Mm -hmm. Putin is a, is a genius strategist not is more, what he is. Not more than she right now, would he be? No, she has more power. Mm -hmm. Putin is a better strategist. Putin, to me, is a yeah. street trained. This is the the right guy Putin, you want. The, here's the analogy for Putin. Yeah. By the way, Crimea was the city in in, um, in Ukraine. Putin's, you know, if you're playing a poker game, and we all have a hand, Putin's playing with like a pair of sixes, like uh, an offsuit three. You know, maybe like a jack, and you know, like a ten. Like, there's no hand. Yeah. But he makes you think he's dealing with, like, pocket jacks the and pocket is, queens or something like that. You know what country has the most nuclear weapons right now? America. Okay. Can you pull up nuclear bombs real quick? Leaders, oh, is, is it Russia? Can you just pull it up to see what the leader's bulletin says? I like data. It's what mm -hmm. I like. I like numbers and data. Countries with most nuclear. There you go. Click on that. Nuclear. Click on that. Put the list. Hopefully, it's as updated as possible. Is there a way to go leader's bulletin? Okay, Russia, yeah, right 6, there. 000. Look, look, look. Go back up. It was go back up. Kai. Russia, 6,375. U.S., 5,800. I think you don't want to screw with Russia. Okay, just so you know, China's only got 320. Let's face it. If Russia wanted to destroy the world and just leave an island called Russia, okay. he could do it. But isn't okay. one enough? Well, he would be, he would be, they would be, you know how they say, like, why is American military so strong? Well, you know. Um, a strong military prevents war. Prevents war, yeah, exactly. Sure. Like a strong well, defense. Let me, let, me, let me go back to what, what Biden said in this interview, okay? Uh, he's talking to Stephanopoulos, okay? They're going back and forth. They're talking about a bunch of different things. But he says uh, he will pay a price, okay? We had a long talk, Biden says. Mm -hmm. He and I, when we, I know him relatively well, and the conversation started off, I said, I know you. And you know me. If I establish this accord, uh, then be prepared. Stephanopoulos says, so you know Vladimir Putin. You think he's a killer? Mm, I do. Okay. You'll see that Putin is going to pay. Okay. This is what Biden says. He continues, walk and chew gum at the same time for places where it's our own mutual interest to work together. Okay. So he then says, I looked at him in the eyes and says, I know who you are. Okay, what do you mean, I know who you are? Like, I know who you are. So he's saying this about Putin, about a private conversation that he had with him. Uh, you tell me what other president, prime minister of another country will trust having a private conversation with Biden moving forward. So one, there's recording of you 10 years ago, 15 years ago, talking about if you don't fire that lawyer or that whoever it is, we're not going to give you the money. That's recorded. That's on video. Billions of people have seen that. You know which ones I'm talking about? Where... You know which one I'm yeah. talking about where he's sitting there? So he said it. Who, Biden? Biden. When he is says, if you Ukraine? don't. Yeah, yeah the Ukraine. Where he says, he's going to cut him off. If you don't mm -hmm. fire this person, you, we're going to cut you off. You're not going to get the money, right? So we know how this guy works, okay? Mm -hmm. 
So in this game, not only did Putin win, but America lost because officially no one in the world is going to trust talking to Biden off camera. The safest place to talk to Biden right now is only one place with cameras on. And guess who's going to do it? Nobody. The only people that are going to do it is they'll talk to his administration. Here's the other part. Say you're an advisor. You're like uh, uh, Biden's Jim Baker, James Baker. You're Biden's whoever. Just pick one of them, right? Carl Rove. You're Biden's uh, any of those names. What do you think you're telling Biden? You know what I'm telling Biden? Bro, seriously, just kick back. You know what I mean? Let her do the talking. Let somebody else do the talking. Dude, nothing. And when you're walking up the stairs, we're going to turn off the camera. When you're going out there having any kind of questions, cut it short. We're going to see you have another meeting. We're going to keep telling everybody you got a meeting. Just don't do any of this publicity stunts. When a guy publicly calls you out to a meeting, it's like this. Say there's a thousand, high school, lunch, cafeteria, 100 kids are there. And you tell me, you know what? F you. I'm like, what? Oh, okay. Meet me behind the bungalows after school. Okay. Nice school. Yeah. Meet me. Meet me behind the bungalows after school. And I said, okay. 100 kids just saw me. Three o'clock comes. You're behind the bungalows. I'm going home. Who am I the next day in school? Coward. No, no, I'm a coward. Yeah. Putin called Biden to go behind the bungalow. (laughs) Everybody went to the bungalow looking forward to Putin, to see Biden there. What do you think are the chances of Biden saying yes to Putin? Honestly, zero, one in what? One in a thousand? One in a million? One in a billion? Is it more? Are you saying that just because Putin called him out, he should do it? Oh, I I don't think if you don't do it, you got, first of all, when in the history of uh, diplomacy have you seen another person saying, I want to have a live conversation with you with the world watching? When has that ever happened? Never. When has that ever happened? So, so one, a person has the audacity to say that because they know you're going to say what? No. Yeah, I'm not they know you're going to say yeah. no. They know you're going to say no. Of course they're going to say no. So now you turn it down. And it's not like it's a podcaster saying, hey, Biden, I want you to come for a few. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. It's not like it's a congressman. It's not like it's a mayor of UK. It's not like it's a senator. No, no. It's yeah. the currently most powerful man in the world just called you out to a duel. I got a big problem with it, to be honest with you, because you've got to know what your audience is and who you're talking about. Can you imagine the level of training that Vladimir Putin has had as the head of the KGB? Can you imagine the negotiating skills, the the mental games that he can play yeah. with people? He's toying with Biden right now, and for him, that's just it. Just shows a naivete that's a little bit troubling to me in the first couple months that he's doing this. The other thing he said the other day that was troubling is. He referred to Kamala Harris as President Harris. I yeah. mean, he's making a few stumbles and bumbles here that are it, – it's it's playing into the narrative. Well, there's that a, a joke lot, there. I figured you'd well, segue. Uh, she is the president. Uh, well, I mean. no, I'm, I'm saying it's playing into a narrative that a lot of people foresee happening where this is segueing into, you know, is, is he even capable of having these discussions? I think he thinks he can get away with some of this grandiose bravado and it's going to slip off to the side. But, I mean, Putin just went right at him and just toyed with him on this. I think – you know, as much as I do not think that that Biden is a classic strategist or anything like that, um, there has to be a conscious effort to say, look, under Trump, he was clearly cozying up to Putin. I mean, whether you agree with Trump or don't agree with Trump, he would not call out Russia or Putin whatsoever. He was cozying up to dictators with Kim Jong-un. 
He was making enemies. How many wars do we have? Did you go to sleep ever worrying? How, how many wars did we have under Trump? This bad, terrible human being. How many wars did we have? How, how, many, how was how diplomacy wars under we Trump? Have under Obama? No. How many wars did we have under Obama? One. Was ISIS sure. a war okay. in Afghanistan? No, e- that happened e- under Bush. Every day you turn on the news, it was ISIS. You forgot? Like, how old are you? You're 40 years old. We're the same yeah, age. But yeah, but that's- every day we saw ISIS. How many times you heard ISIS during Trump? How many times you heard about people dying? All you heard about is protesting and riots. All you heard about is problems here. Look, don't you know if you watch my podcast, I got a lot of Trump people that can't stand me right now because of what I've said on the last few comments. But I'm consistent with my views on what I believe with this. But if, you, if you're going to give the argument of war, give the argument of— I, I didn't give the argument of war. You, you brought up war. No, but, but you, I'm just saying he was cozying up the but, dictators. But that's—why do, why, why do you, though? Why do you what? Why do you build those relationships? So you don't have wars. Okay. You don't, you don't make peace said, with your friends. You Lincoln's, make peace with your enemies. In his book, yes. Lincoln on Leadership said the fastest way to eliminate an enemy is to what? Turn him into a friend. Okay. This is the greatest president of all time. There's some genius in it. Maybe he read that book. Maybe Biden needs to read that mm-hmm. book. Maybe Biden needs to go buy Donald T. Phillips' book called Lincoln on Leadership and read one of the rules of Lincoln. Let's send him a copy. Yeah, let's send him let's a copy. one off at the White House. Okay. So, so all this stuff you're saying, listen, I'm not sitting here saying Trump is the GOAT and all this other stuff. No, at all. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is in this area— I have gone to sleep worried about war for 10 years of my life. Let's say eight years of my life because first two years you don't even know what it means. But three years old in Iran, you kind of know some shit's going down, Mm -hmm. right? When you go out there and your parents are explaining, that's what happened over there. It's not cool. It's scary. Mm -hmm. And that fear didn't go away for a long time as a kid. You're always like paranoid, right? When I got to the States, I went to the Army. You know, it went away a little bit. And then it's kind of gradually gone away because America 9-11 kind of brought back a little bit saying, this Things shit can possible. get pretty yeah. pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that we have a strong military and we are where we are. Okay? I love I love the fact that you don't wake up in the morning hearing about Osama bin Laden. You don't hear about ISIS, which credit, I, that was an Obama thing. But you don't hear about ISIS. That went away under Trump fully. Hossam uh, Soleimani, he should have never done that. What did you hear about Iran retaliating? Nothing. They were afraid of him. Now, Iran doesn't even want to sit down and have a conversation with Biden's people. Why? They would have never done that with Trump. So th- there are ways you have to know that a, a, a human being that may be the way that he was, you were safer during that time. Just telling you. So this approach here, you just pissed off the most powerful guy in the world. I'm telling you. And, and the worst kind of wars you want is proxy yeah. wars, and that guy's a genius of proxy wars. Genius yeah. and at not, proxy and wars. And not only pissed him off, offended him. I mean, yeah. I think the last thing you'd want to call Putin is a killer. I mean, literally. I mean, I think that's the one word. That he would be most upset about and be planning, you know, some sort of so are we, response. This is me just throwing this out there. Yeah. Are we saying that we cannot piss off Putin at all? No, I'm not at all. We can't. We can't act. Say some finesse. shit to Putin, or is that where we're at right now? Yeah, but what, what we can't was say you're a freaking about killer, bro. Say. Bro, if you call somebody a killer, diplomacy's gone. Yo, listen, Conor McGregor goes and does his uh, shenanigans with who? Mayweather. Mayweather doesn't give a shit because Mayweather wants what? The payday. He got it, $300 million. Connor got what, $100 million. He tried to do the same thing with Khabib. Do you know what happened with that fight? <laughs> he called that his religion. Uh-huh. He called that his family. He called that. Do you know Khabib wasn't fighting Connor? He was defending his philosophies. And guess who was on Khabib's side? A guy named Putin. You know what he did to Connor? Do you know what he did after he beat Connor? 
He jumped over the cage, chased other people. His people got in. You don't call out mm -hmm. certain people like that. Biden called out the person that's the most sensitive with words like this. You have to be very careful with you, that. Oh, you think Putin is sensitive about that? Not sensitive. Sensitive in a, in a way where, uh, uh, like, you know, mom jokes in America, people tell mom jokes. Yeah, it's not Try to tell deal. a mom joke to an Armenian. Yeah. It doesn't sit well with an Armenian. I'm actually being very serious yeah, with really. you. I don't like mom jokes. Mm -hmm. I will never tell mom jokes to you. You mean like those yo mama jokes? In my lifetime, I've never told a yo mama joke to anybody. We did it the other day here. I would never say it to you. <laughs> I would never say it to yeah. you. We, you can say You're it. saying there's certain lines you can cross with certain Dude, people. Dude, you, certain... you tell a yo mama joke to an Armenian, the Armenian has no clue what the hell you're talking hmm. about. He's like, what did you, like, I'm telling you, it's What'd very. What you say about my mama? You can't say an Armenian, you can't tell okay. an Armenian your mama jokes, right? Now, an Americanized one may be a different story. You just crossed the line with a guy like this. So we're going to see what's going to happen. We're going to see what's going to happen with that. By the way, quick shout out with Kanye West. It came out that he's the richest man in the world, $6.6 billion. Richest black man. Richest black man in, in America. the world. In America. In America. Yes, $6.6 billion. Then it came back and they said, Forbes King came back and said, well, it's not really $6.6 billion. It's $1.8 billion. Uh, Robert Smith is really still the richest black man in America at $6 billion, Vista Equities. Then the Nigerian, Aliko is worth $11.8 But the reality is the Yeezy brand is valued at $3.2 to $4.7 billion. Let me say that one more time. The Yeezy brand is valued at $3.2 to $4.7 billion. You know, the other day he announced his shoes at $200. You know, it sold out by 7 a.m. Fully sold out by yeah. 7 a.m. Can you imagine how crazy that is? People bought the shoes and flipped it for $400 the yeah. same day on yeah. eBay. Okay, so what do you think about what Kanye's got going on? Okay, this is a really, really fascinating story. Yeah. I think the person that's probably offended the most is Jay-Z. As, as hard as he's worked, how many different things he's involved in, and to think that he has to look up to Kanye West on, on wealth. I guarantee you this is pissing off Jay-Z in a big way. I also find it also very ironic that he has elevated himself, allegedly, to being the most wealthiest or the richest black person in America from shoes. Right? That he's had for, what, seven, eight years? And Michael Jordan has built a much bigger brand wow, with shoes, owns an NBA team, and he has passed him up that quickly. By the way, Michael is Nike, Yeezy is Adidas, and Gap. Now, that was a brilliant move, putting their shoes into Gap yeah, and getting kids yeah. exposed to it young. So, now, if you peel back a little bit here, there's some smoke and mirrors going on with this stuff. Because I think it was Bloomberg first that reported this story, and then Forbes carved it up and chopped it up and said, it's complete BS, you're not worth $6.6 So, remember what happened with Kylie Jenner, right? When Forbes put her on the cover as being the first or the youngest self-made billionaire female youngest billionaire, in the world, right? Yes. And then it came out a little bit later that maybe Chris Kardashian had been fudging some of that, and they felt that they got used a little bit. So Forbes is incredibly pissed off, I think, at the Kardashian family, even though Kanye is exiting it, you know, eventually here. I think this has something to do with a little bit of payback, you know, to go back there and look at that story and try to discredit it because of how they were burned with the Kardashian number in the past. So I think there's some of that with Forbes involved here and, and Bloomberg. And Forbes, you look at as the Bible, as the gospel when it comes to personal wealth like that. They've got a cottage industry of ranking the richest people in the world. But th this has got so many layers. It's fascinating. It's the Kardashians. It's shoes. It's Nike. It's rich. It's Adidas. But I think there's something to be said about a personal battle between Forbes and Chris Kardashian and the extension of her and that family. You're into this story. Yeah, I just find lots it really. Of, yeah, lots, I find it interesting. Lots of ups and downs yeah. and curves. Um, with Kanye, I'm not saying she's a gold digger, but she ain't missing with a broke socialist, uncapitalist type of person. I mean, I, when's the last time you shop at the Gap? The fact that he's bringing the Gap 
to relevancy. Next thing you know, he might do a deal with Abercrombie and Fitch. I feel like it's the 90s again. But uh, obviously a brilliant dude, um, polarizing guy. And go get your money, Kanye. Obviously he's single now. So I don't think he's going to have a, um, a shortage of <laughs> suitors. Is Kanye a semi-genius? Would yeah. you put him as a semi-genius? Yeah. yeah. I, me you personally, would? I would yeah. just with his creativity. You yeah. know, with the, I mean, and he, has the, he owns that brand 100%. He owns the whole thing. And he's got final say on all creative decisions. So I think he is a genius to come up with a brand that sells like that. Now, we don't know what the volume is, right? They might produce a pretty low number, so it does sell out rather quickly, which I'm sure is the case. But he is a genius. He's created this. I think he's got um, confidence of the highest magnitude that even like most people are like, oh, you're crazy, bro. He's like, yeah, I am. That's right. And he just embraces the craziness, and I mean, he's been, he's been to, he's got mental anxiety, yeah. and you know, all sorts of stuff going on. But yeah, I think you know, musically, music sick. His ideas, uh, you can't tie that guy down. I mean, Kim, you know, who never, who, know, who knows what happened with that? I, but. I, by the way, I think I, I think Kanye uh, is battling with something right now. Uh, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, I tell you what he's battling with right now. Tell us. I think he's battling with. What has he experienced today? So think about it. Here's a guy that's produced some of the greatest hip-hop you know, songs. Mm-hmm. He's crushed incredible albums where the world would listen to it. Yep. He has done well as an entrepreneur. He's married the modern-day Marilyn Monroe, whether you like her or not. Kim Kardashian is the modern-day. I don't know who you put ahead of her as a Marilyn Monroe. We've talked about this mm-hmm. before. So at what level hasn't he reached? Who has he partied with? Who hasn't he partied with? He's been to the Trump He's yeah. been to the White House. Mm-hmm. He's met presidents. He's met prime ministers. He's, he's done everything, right? I think he's at a point right now where for him the battle is, do I continue being this famous, powerful person making money, making products, or do I go after purpose? I think this guy can really have a massive impact in the world with how he himself grew as an individual. And I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I own a domain called Kanye Khan. Okay? I bought for him Kanye Khan that I would love for Kanye to be a guest on the podcast, even here, or on Valuetainment, to interview him, because there are some questions I want to ask him that no one's ever asked, and I'd like to be able to ask that of him. And I want to kind of go deeper on the way he processes issues and how he views certain things. But in order to get that domain, I'd love to have a sit-down with him. Anybody who knows how to get a hold of this man, I'd love to have a meeting with Kanye. I think the world would appreciate. Yeah. I don't think the right interview with him has been done yet. I don't mm-hmm. think the right interview has been done mm-hmm. with him yet. He's been on a lot of different platforms, but the right interview has been done with I once won $9 from Kai. Okay, Was it $9 or a dollar? I don't know. what $10? What was the number? Nine. $9. I won $9 Not from $10. No, $9. it was $9. Yeah, Kai loves giving Kai, me money. Kai wouldn't bet Kai 10. loves giving nine. me money. It's that's just threshold. No, but that wasn't a bet. That was if I say it. That's not a bet. I never said I'm betting you. So it's a say. Was that was that the Joe Rogan? Uh, yeah, Joe okay. Rogan. He thought it was going to be bigger than Elon Musk. I said I don't know yeah. about that. I just yeah. think Kanye needs. Uh, uh, and Joe did a good job with that interview. I just think I have philosophical questions for this guy, mm-hmm. not just entertaining questions. Yeah, I want to go deeper. Like, well, dude, he'd tell probably me. want to be challenged too by that. Yeah, I I, I want that kind of a conversation with him. But listen, well, more power to him. Go you to Montana. Up, um, you brought up the purpose. Um, with Kanye. I yeah. mean, you've clearly seen some sort of shift over the last few years with Kanye that it was all music and then it cur- turned into fashion. And over the last really couple of years, it's been church and politics. And, you know, he used to, you know, come from Chicago and, and doing his thing with Jay-Z in New York and, you know, in the studio doing his thing. Now he's living on a freaking ranch in Wyoming. 
and he's doing Sunday churches and Kanye's uh, Sunday service. And obviously he was running for president, major air quotes going on there. If you're listening, just audio. Um, I think he's finding his purpose, and I think I don't he, think he's joking around when he says he's running for president. By the way, I think he's that sick in the head. He think he could actually. It's win. not sick in the head. I don't think he's sick in the head. I think he's that much driven by purpose. Yeah, I don't mean sick in the head in the yeah. negative way, yeah. but like crazy enough. Oh, to I think see. Okay, he could I got it. Yeah. Here's the, the other president. thing: once he aligned with God, you know, having his Sunday services, and he supported Trump, and he wore the MAGA hat, you know. He got turned on by the ma- mainstream media. So they're throwing out there that, that you know, bipolar depression, that, you know, all the mental aspects mm-hmm. of, is he crazy, this kind of thing. Yeah, he's crazy rich. That's what he is. And I think he's really toying with the media exactly how he wants to. Um, I would imagine, and you can already tell that it's going to be, at least on paper, or at least the way it looks, is going to be an amicable divorce with Kim. I mean, it looks like, you know, with that many kids involved and, and that much money that they're going to get through this thing pretty, uh, you know, peacefully. So, yeah, I think I think the media now, because of where he's aligned himself, you know, just with his Christian values and the fact that politically he's not just buying into everything that the left wants him to. He's going to be targeted and he's going to be painted as kind of a villain. So you got to, like, read through some of these headlines in mainstream media. Yeah. I mean, wish him all the best. Are you a Kanye West fan? I've uh, yeah, I would say I've always been uh, uh, and Jennifer's always Jennifer always with you. You know, he's a very talented guy. Mm-hmm. I I've watched mo- I watch every one of his interviews, whether he did the Ellen DeGeneres one where he stood up and people were like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Whether it's the uh, big boy interview, whether it's the Elon Musk interview. I just like the way this guy thinks. Mm-hmm. I think people like that have to prop have to be properly interviewed on the way they process issues. I think the world can learn from that that and by the way i think elon musk also uh is another guy that uh, we have to get deeper on the way he thinks there's a there's a there's a chippy side to them where it's like you know you poke and it's like then the magic comes out like i think there's anyways i think there's a there's a part where they need to be interviewed uh, specifically with Connie. So I'm curious to know what's going to happen with that. And every time there's an interview out there, I just enjoy every single one of them because the guys uh, are fascinating. So a couple things. Spain, real quick. I don't want to be on this for too long. Spain tests out a four-day work week. Spain has introduced a government-approved four-day work week trial with an aim to promote a better work-life balance. Spain joins a number of countries in uh, like New Zealand, Sweden, and Japan to promote a longer weekend. They argue that working longer doesn't always mean working better the goal is to enroll 200 companies to participate in the test run with up to 6,000 workers. The proposal, a three-year three trial running uh, starting this fall to shorten work weeks, which will cost nearly $60 million. Microsoft piloted a four-day work week experiment in Japan in 2019, closing office on Fridays and found employees who sold nearly 40% more for the company while it reduced overhead spending costs. Similarly, New Zealand, the wealth management company in New Zealand, Perpetual Guardian noticed a 24% improvement in work when it allowed employees to work for 32 hours per week instead of 40 hours, cutting their pay in 2018. Thoughts? Okay, my, I have the same thought as the Shah of Iran would. Uh, four hour, so they're going to work more? Four days a week? They're they're ramping it up? Isn't it normally, <laughs> Opposite, yeah. isn't it normally three days in Europe? That's yeah. what it seems to me. That's the perception that the Europeans give, that they, they take six weeks off to two months in the summer that they work. Sorry, Kai, you can uh, refute all this, and you know probably, <laughs> probably some of it's a stereotype. But when I heard four-day work week, I'm going, holy crap, they're increasing their workload. Um, anyway, I like that study, though, because if Microsoft did it, they tried it, and it looks like it did have some success. I don't know. I, I'm a fan of people coming to the office and working for the most part in a corporate environment. I think it's not going to work, you know, how we've had to do it the past year. I think a lot of companies are realizing that. And we'll see. It's a big case study here. It's a test, uh, a, a big 
you know, experiment. And I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's a great idea. I think um, something that the pandemic has certainly brought to the forefront is the uh, work-life balance. Um, I think a lot of companies are, you know, I think companies, again, it's something that I think this, uh, a theme of our entire freaking podcast is, you know, sensibilities using, um, being reasonable and not being too far right or too far left. And I think, you know, your standard come to the office five days a week, 40 hour work week, that's it. You're nine to five and you leave at 459 and you're part of the 459 club. I think that's sort of an archaic model. At the same time, I think certain companies um, like Salesforce and, you know, certain Silicon Valley companies that are saying, yeah, we're working remotely for the rest of our lives. All good. I think there does need to be a better work-life balance. And, you know, if a midday freaking siesta is the cure to that or a 32-hour work week or Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week, you know, to, to be a little ironic, or if it's, hey, I'm working freaking 80-hour work weeks, but I love what I do and I work from home, um, the key to work and life is a, a work-life balance. So if you can kind of find um, the, the middle life. ground the key there. key to life is work-life balance. I think so. Dude, you, you're like a philosopher. I man. am. It's like, I'm a, I feel like, I feel, honestly, I feel like if I smoke weed and listen to you, I would appreciate you more. <laughs> well, why don't we do that? Why don't we do why that? Why don't we yeah. do that? Okay. Why don't we smoke? But you got to do me a favor. You got to bring that? some of that uh, initial foreplay we had in the- uh, Oh, I will do that. The, uh... A lot of that. But- uh, <laughs> Okay. All right. So, uh, interesting. But, uh, is Spain right here, or are they wrong here? I Give think it's a some... test. Let's find out what's going to happen. The reality of it is, Spain is already, you know, destroying their entrepreneurs to the point where the former prime minister president left the country because they raised the taxes to God knows what levels. Where he said, "I'm going to go live in a different place." Mm -hmm. the, the, they have so much data on countries like this that it doesn't work. They keep doing yeah. it, yeah. and they keep doing it over and over and over again. So, you know, if they want to test it out, I'll, but I like the way they're doing it. They're doing it with 200 companies, only 6,000 employees. It's only costing mm -hmm. 60 yeah. million bucks. Let, let it test. See what happens. Yeah. So, as a CEO, yeah, do you have like a nope? This is the way it should be because you got people in at all, all different. No, I, I have and... off. I have guys that that don't want to run at the highest level, and I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. The only thing that would upset me is when a person says they're going to do something, and they do something else. Just be true to what your vision and your goal is. It's very simple for me, hmm. not the other way around. I'm about your the weight behind your word. Today I produce a video. Just went out this morning at 8:45 uh, uh, Eastern Standard Time. The title is 15 Qualities to be uh, Part of an Inner Circle, right? I, I have certain things people ask me, how can I be part of your inner circle? I said, here's a video, man. This, I just, I'm just going to tell you what I stand for. If you can meet these 15, cool. If you don't, I don't have a big inner circle. I have a small one, and I don't let a lot of people in for specific reasons. So you get to choose where you want to be. If Spain wants to do it this way, great, more power to them. If it works out, phenomenal. If it doesn't, doesn't. But sometimes... Uh, you know, the reality of it is they have tested this before in Spain. Mm -hmm. If there's anything Spain needs, is a little bit of the other side, not this side. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because the, the microcosm here is, you know, you look at this. Two big stories this past week. Spain wanting to have people work, you know, from home, shorten the work week, et cetera. And then you look at that Goldman Sachs story in the United States where those junior level associates there had to, like, go to the CEO and complain because they were working up to 120. Week, yeah. No, 100 to yeah, 110 hours a week. And then the CEO said, hey, anything over 90 is a little bit over the top, man. We got to give you a few hours off from Friday night to Saturday. Mm -hmm. So that, that just shows the difference, right? And Wall Street's killing it Dude, right now. Dude, don't go work yeah, at exactly. Goldman Sachs. Yeah, exactly. You know what's in. Don't. Why are you working at Goldman Sachs? And they're doing like, it to become a senior level yeah. executive where they're going to make Dude, $15 million. Don't do it. Yeah. You don't want to make $15 million? Don't do it. Stop bitching about it. Nobody told you to make $15 million. Right. Go work at B of A. Go work at you know a yeah. different place. Don't go to Goldman Sachs. Yeah. I love the fact that my guy at Goldman Sachs picks up the call on Sundays. I love it. Yeah. 
that's why you do business with them. Okay, mm-hmm. I love. I'm a guy that works sometimes on Sundays. I'm sitting by the pool. I'm looking at the yachts and I'm making a call. Hey, can I talk to you? I like the fact that he'll pick up my sure. call. And if he makes $10 million a year, does it bother me? Not at all. And I guarantee you that CEO is pissed off at this because it makes him look bad, number one. And number two, he'd be thinking, you guys spent all this time putting this PowerPoint together and rallying this little protest when you should have been working. I bet he was really yeah. secretly annoyed. Uh, two, uh, two things. Okay, Go, go ahead. I, I want to go to two thing. stories. Usually, we got eight minutes. Usually we, uh, countries are yeah. graded on their what? GDP. That's you know their level of productivity, gross domestic product. Gross domestic product. Um, I actually interviewed um, a guy from the Kingdom of Bhutan. Familiar with this? I'm not. He, he's, uh, his, his title is like the Secretary of Happiness. His, uh, you would interview somebody yeah, like that. Um, he, in Bhutan, they, they don't necessarily use GDP. They use GDH, Gross Domestic Happiness. How happy are the people that live in their country? It's just so a different way of doing things. But one of the things I always say is the big three in life is health, wealth, and happiness. Without health, you've got nothing. You need some wealth to uh, – this is my philosophical views coming again. <laughs> but I, but I, happiness I is key. I think it's very good feedback you just gave right Thank there. You. Very good feedback. Okay, put put, a, put a thumbs day. up if yeah. you thought that was one of the most <laughs> magical moments Adam's yeah, ever right. had on the podcast. And double thumbs up if you want to move to Bhutan. Yeah, exactly. GDH. Okay, so – Real quick, real estate. Then I want to uh, touch on Trump's uh, social media stuff, and then we'll mm-hmm. wrap up. The reality of real estate market, article written by Tom Zeno. Go to vtpost.com to read other articles. And by the way, we have a, 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 a VT uh, uh, Post Insider for dollar a month. You pay for the first 90 days, and it goes to $3.99. You get insider stories that we do and a couple unique products that we're sending your way. But the reality of real estate market, there are 1.39 licensed realtors for every house sold in the U.S., Pretty wow. crazy when you think about this. Yeah. Go a little lower to show the data here. Go a little lower when you look at this data here. So uh, uh, what was it? The more licensed real estate agents than uh, total number of houses for sale nationally. Think about that. More real estate licensed agents than total number of houses for sale nationally. Couple that with the record low interest rates and the strongest housing boom in 15 years, and it becomes understandable how this could happen. Here's the data all the way at the bottom. If you look at it, all the way at the bottom, it's an unusual year in real estate sector of the economy. So strange, in fact, that 1.5 million members were listed in the National Association of Realtors. While there were only 1,040,000 homes for sale across the United States, a 26% decrease from the previous year. Insane. It is a seller's market. Mm -hmm. Sell if you can. If you're thinking about selling this year or next year, sell this year, okay? I may be wrong. This is just an opinion. I am yeah. not a real estate expert, but I'm telling you, if you're thinking about mm-hmm. selling in the next couple of years, yeah. sell That's this That's a year. great point. I'll back it up with some data. Um, 36% of the houses sold last month nationally sold above asking price. 36% nationally. The sellers got more than they were asking. And here's the other thing. Every single market has gone up except one, San Francisco, down. People are bailing on wow. San Francisco. It's the only major market where the cost Pelosi of, is probably is so pissed down. off right yeah. now. Why would you guys leave uh, San Francisco and dis- disappoint Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> Heartbreaking. Yeah. Do you have thoughts Nervous on this or are you Nancy. good to go? You want to go to Trump? I you think got five it, minutes. At the end of the day, I think it's going to, just in any business, specifically real estate, it's going to be the 80-20 rule. The top 20% of the realtors are going to do 80% of the business, and the other 80% are going to fight for the scraps of the 20%. That's just the same in any sales business. You know, it's the same in uh, someone else's company that you're rocking today, I assume. 
80-20 rule. This is my philosophy right there. So there's you're a million so freaking realtors. You're, by the way, honestly, you're on fire today. No joke. <laughs> Water on me today, okay? All right. Yeah. Trump hints at launching his own social media platform, and the first subscriber is Adam Sosnick. Former <laughs> President Donald Trump has teased the launch of his own social media platform but did not provide a timeline or offer any further details regarding the potential business venture. I'm doing things having to do with putting our own platform out there that you'll be hearing about soon, Trump said on Fox News contributor. Lisa Booth's debut podcast on Monday. Trump senior advisor Jason Miller also inter- uh, previewed plans for the new platform over the weekend, saying that the former president would be returning to social media in probably the next two to three months after being banned from Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms. Trump has taken to releasing statements through his post presidency office and political action committee in recent months. What do you think is going to happen with Trump launching his own social media platform? Well, Go ahead. I, know, I know you're you big, may even have I a name. Know, for you're it. a big data guy. Well, it's not Parler. Is that is that not what it is? No. Um, well, I heard that the site is going to flag any statement that turns out to be true. You're so funny. So anything that comes out there, if You're it's so true, they're going to flag it and be like, wow, Trump told the truth. That's crazy. So th- those statements will be flagged. You are so funny. Um, I would like to know uh, uh, our good friend Jason Miller. He says, we'll be returning to social media in probably in the next two, two to, to three, three months. months. Yep. Two to three months. So, and we also have our other friend Alan Lickman, who does not think that Trump is going to be running for president in 2024. Um, he's off of social media completely. So, if he has any chance of ever winning uh, presidency again, he's going to need some Same. sort of social media platform. And this might be the key. But, uh, uh, Tom. Okay. Here's a guarantee. This is a prediction for me, which is also a guarantee, which means it will happen. Mark this one down 100%. This social media platform will be made out of solid gold, okay? (laughs) Like everything else he does, he'll have it gold-plated. The logo or something will be gold. Um, Here's why I don't think it's going to work. Just like the gold toilet. Yeah, or or the gold faucets. That's Maradona. The gold faucets on his Boeing 757, which is rotting at an airport hangar right now. Okay, um, it's not going to work, and I'll tell you why. Because you don't rush something like this out. You're already giving people two to three months to prepare to not provide a platform for him, AWS or wherever he's going to have to go. You know, there's going to be some people that are going to be against this. It was all the Miller's comments were cliches. It's going to be the hottest ticket in social media. We're going to redefine the game. A lot of high-powered meetings are going on at Mar-a-Lago. He had no details, no facts. Nothing here makes me believe that he's going to have his own platform. Got it. Okay. Meanwhile, there's been a COVID outbreak in Mar-a-Lago, and the whole thing shut down from what I hear. <laughs> Wow. That's not false. That's a, that's, no, that comment not, is not, not being false. flagged. No, no. That comment is not being flagged. Shouldn't you be sympathetic for them in the that's, middle of a pandemic? That's not false. By the way, we're not in the middle of a pandemic. We're on the uh, the back end of it. Tail end of it, yeah, not because of spring break in Miami Beach. And the way Krispy Kremes is doing it, it's going to be mm-hmm. done in no time. So, Are you excited for Trump's new uh, social media? I'm, I'm excited about strategies. That's what I'm excited about. I'm curious to know what the mm-hmm. next 5, 10, 15 moves of Trump. Well, you've been be. very outspoken that you want him to curate the next set of leaders. Like You want him to have sort of like a Trump university, a Trump like well, listen, influence it, 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 the it, next generation. Yeah, the, the challenge is... Everything's been surrounded around him. Mm-hmm. Now it's about does he develop other leaders and teach them how to become, you know, a, the same way that he went from where he was at to mm-hmm. being a pretty well-known figure, the most well-known figure in the world. I mean, everybody around the He had so much influence. that Let me tell you what happened to different businesses. Okay, check mm-hmm. this out. 
If you haven't felt the itch to check Twitter 24-7, skim your preferred news site, or keep cable news humming in the background, President Trump left office, joined the club. A few months into the new Biden administration, news consumption has significantly declined, according to Washington Post. CNN lost half of its primetime viewership in the key 25 to 54 demographic in the period of President Biden's inauguration on March 15th. Hmm. Let me say that one more time. Half, half of primetime. 25 to 54. That's a 30-year span, 25 to 54. That's where the money is. That's where the money is. Online, from January to February, unique visitors to New York Times website dropped 17%, while Washington Post uh, clocked in 26% decline. Washington Post does this article, and they say we're down 26%, okay? (laughs) So you know there's credibility there. Trump's dramatic time in the office was like San Francisco in 1849 for media companies that covered politics. The New York Times... Check this out, this stat. The New York Times started off his presidency with 3 million paying subscribers. By the time Trump was out, how many subscribers do you think they had? Double. Seven and a half million wow, by the time. Double. Look at the kind of money he made New York Times. Yep. CNN has its best year ever in 2020 and drew more viewers, 25 to 54, than Fox for the first time in 19 years in Q4. Throwing the onset of global pandemic and door-bursting uh, subscription deals and news companies were inundated with traffic, right? Following with this. But now, New York Times warned last November that subscriber gains would start to slow down once number 45 left, and it's investing more resources into games and cooking and other stuff. Da, da, da. Okay. <laughs> and, and then on the bottom line, it says, with DC going from House of Cards to C-SPAN 2, the focus is shifting from filibuster to stonks, and you know he goes into talking about other stuff here. Yeah. Here's the reality of it. This guy gets eyeballs. Yeah. No matter what anybody says, this guy gets eyeballs. And what's going to happen with the social media side? If it's just around his name, it's going to fail. If he goes and hires the smartest and the brightest and overpays these guys and brings a killer team that's done this before and recruits some talent away, then it's got a shot. But it's not going to be if he just gets his people that are, he's going to need some real solid engineers who have done this before with Facebook, with Google, with other platforms like LinkedIn and Twitter. If he draws those people in, which I'm willing to bet there's some out there, and he brings a couple hundred of them on board and he brings the right money behind him to do this, I think this can have legs. But he's going to have to find a hosting service that's going to want to back him up. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And you asked the perfect question. Yes. Is he willing to not make this about himself? Anything he's ever done has had Trump's name on it. I literally can't think of anything that he's done without his name. Trump University. So, like, for him to go out there and start talking about anything other than Trump, I think is very foreign to his nature. I don't think it's in his DNA. Probably one of the best podcasts we've done all year long, fellas. All right, Great stuff. This was Thank phenomenal. You. Gank, if you're watching Tom's this, if you, think, Gold toilet. if you think you're a subscriber and you're not, just test it out. This is not Valuetainment. This is PBD Podcast. It's two different things that's uh, out there. So if you haven't yet subscribed, please, please click that uh, button. And if you enjoyed this, press the thumbs up. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.